Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, and here is the news from this week. The Splatoon paintbrush weapon is now out, and the reactions to it are pretty mixed. The girls are back to save the day. The Powerpuff Girls reboot recently showed off some images to promote the new series. A fan-made Zelda video has Link trying to collect rupees to afford a shield, and it's probably one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. In some good news, fans of the game Destiny purchased over a million dollars worth of game goods and physical products with the proceeds going to the Nepal earthquake victims. Good on you, Guardians. Prepare to die again, again? Dark Souls 3 apparently leaked some new screenshots. And Splatoon Smash Brothers DLC costume screenshots have come in and dear Hylia they look terrifying. Sometimes it's not the best idea to post your tantrum online. After another failed Kickstarter, Uwe Bowl, I think I'm saying that correctly, posted a rage-filled rant cursing out everyone involved in the crowdfunding system. And Ukulele nears its final days and its final stretch goal. Also, Masahiro Sakurai will host a video presentation about Smash Bros. on 6.14 at 7.40 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If for those of you who don't know, that's also the day that Lucas comes out, so I wonder what it's about. And in other news, it sucks when you don't get that sweet new job, but a couple hundred people recently lost out to, uh, on a startup job to a cat in Romania. And finally, Mirror's Edge, the beloved 2008 free-running game, finally has a name to its sequel. But according to its developers, it's not a sequel. Check out the article below for more info on that. Thanks, uh, thanks again to everyone who uh, wrote in this week. The, this week's outro theme is brought to us by a fan of the show, Master Sword, and the song featured is called The Mountain, which is part of their new album, Epoch. Just a little bit more on Master Sword. They're described best as a power-slash-progressive metal band which pays tribute to the Zelda series in unique, new ways. Their song combined music from games with original instrumental and vocal performances. Check out their Bandcamp and Facebook page down below. The intro theme, as always, is brought to you by Brandon. Thank you also to Kristen for her wonderful banner art this week's episode, a painting of Link and Zelda. And thank you to Josh for sending The Legend of Zelda for NES and The Adventure of Link to us in the mail. Uh, it's super sweet of you to send us stuff, like, really... We I mean, I don't deserve it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, also, thanks to everyone who sent in fan topics this week. Once again, my name is Adam, and this week I'm joined by... I'm Jake, and I'm going to be very, very mindful of my audio levels this week. I really hope that I could pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you with us, Jake. What's up, guys? It's your boy Chris again, coming at you live from the internet. It's not live. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, you know, coming at you pre-recorded, coming out on a later date. Pre-recorded and edited. Yeah, for your exactly. Viewing pleasure. Is it is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hi, I'm Alex, <laughs> uh, aka Octopimp. Uh, I'm recording at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Octopimp live from a dumpster. <laughs> yeah, this is me. <laughs> it's actually I get the best signal here in the dumpster, so I kind of have to. The metal yeah. really like. Bounces the signal yeah. and yeah. very it gives me It's kind of like a yeah. greenhouse effect with a Wi-Fi yeah. signal. The acoustics. <laughs> you have like a homeless man on top, like holding like a, a wire hanger and like you know, you know, <laughs> like lampshades. Like, is it good oh, now, yeah. Alex? Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's the, on one like, leg. Yeah, he's got a coat hanger. He's sticking up in the air and all that. Like, yeah, just stay there. <laughs> His name's Henry. Oh, Henry. So, how are you guys doing tonight? What have you guys been playing recently? God, what have I been playing recently? I've been playing a lot of Splatoon, actually. Really? Uh, yes. I am who quite plays a fan Splatoon? of the game. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds and people who Did you draw out... disgusting things on TV and art. <laughs> Did you try out the new paintbrush? 
I haven't gotten to try that one out yet, uh, okay. but I, I've heard it's not great. It's like just a, yeah. a more narrow paint roller, which kind of defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it, from what I've heard, it has a little bit longer range, but it's not really worth the sort of drawbacks that come with it. Yeah, yeah, I could mm-hmm. totally see that being a thing because that weapon's all about just like massive spread. So mm-hmm. like to just narrow it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you'd have to zigzag a lot with that sort of thing too, as opposed to just making a straight line. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can see the the complaints coming. But I mean, there are lots of weapons coming, and I'm sure there's somebody out there who will like find an optimal use for it. There's always that guy. Yeah, there might be something that we don't know about yet in terms of like mechanics. I mean, we didn't know a lot about. We don't know a lot about a lot of Nintendo games until many years after the fact. Yeah, I hear people are already starting to like pick this game apart, like on like it's on like a almost kind of like how people did with Melee. Like they're mm-hmm. already like starting well, that scene yeah. to like find those exploits and stuff. Yeah, well, we just talked last week to uh, the uh, uh, head of uh, Squidboards, uh, Warchamp Seven, and if you guys Pacific haven't listened Squall, to that episode, yes. I highly recommend it. It was a great episode. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I have been playing Skullgirls, um, Final oh, Fantasy XIV, nice. um, uh, League of Legends more so I, recently. I, okay, I recently got, uh, finally got Skullgirls on PC, uh-huh. but I don't have a gaming controller for the PC yet. Oh, so yeah, I've been I playing with a keyboard. Key, I hear the keyboard lag is And I'm playing with great. a non-mechanical keyboard. Oh, oh, no. So no, I'm Adam, watching, no. it's like, it's like <laughs> typing out. You type it out, and then like a second later, it happens on screen. You may as well be playing Mavis Bacon teaches typing. It's like trying, <laughs> it's like pl- trying to play like dance, dance chess revolution. <laughs> I was, just, it's like trying to think seven steps in advance while also being like at this really high speed. I can't do it. Um, no. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. I I was gonna ask you about like the controller because I remember I showed you the Xbox One controller using instead of like the regular gamepad, the 360 right, right. one. It works so much better. Please invest in Xbox One controller instead of a regular game. Yeah, player. I want to. I want to get an Xbox One controller for the PC. Um, yeah, they they made converters, so they're they're now primed to go. You... I just use my phone cord and I just plug that in. Really nice. Yeah, it's oh my god, it's amazing. It's so much better than the regular three hundred and sixty controller. Yeah, I, I am inclined to agree. Although I do think the PS4 controller is better, but that's really just comes out of I mean, preference. If they would make it like directly connected to like you know the PC instead of having to download third party software, then yeah, that'd be even better. I just don't want to have to go through that entire mm-hmm. hassle. Yeah. What other games did you say you were playing against uh, recently? Uh, uh, let's see, Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I uh, nerd Lego Legs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, do you play uh, Heroes of the Storm? A little bit. Uh, mostly my my friends that I'm in a separate Skype chat with, they kind of play that once in a while, but mm-hmm. eh, I just can't really get into Heroes of the Storm very much. Not a big MOBA. Are you a big MOBA guy? Uh, I like MOBAs. Yeah, I, I, I like MOBAs. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not my favorite, but I, I like MOBAs, but I don't know, something about Heroes of the Storm just kind of takes away, because I like the item building aspect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Heroes of the Storm takes that away, so I'm just not, yeah. not super feeling it. I, I think that's why it brought me into it, because I, I tried Lee for a while, and Lee was, it was fun, it's, you know, I still played every now and then, but like, uh-huh. the fact that Heroes of the Storm was so new, and so like, it wasn't mm-hmm. as complicated as the rest of these goddamn MOBAs, mm-hmm. might I add, <laughs> like, it just, it just made it so much more appealing to me, I'm just like, oh, I, I just get into this, and I'm good. Yeah, well, we were actually joking about that the other day, we were like, with League, like you kind of have to pick somebody and learn them, and yeah. then like yeah. figure out builds for them. But with Heroes of the Storm, it's just like 
well, I played that character and sucked. <laughs> There's 10 minutes of my life gone, so that doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> so no. it's not as big a deal if you just kind of pick a character and end up not really liking them because the matches are so short and there's really not much to the characters. So it's, you know, it's much I think more, I think it's more right. for, it's for more casual mobile players. Absolutely. It, it's it tries to reach for a wider audience and I prefer that uh because when it comes to MOBAs I'm not really it's not really a big scene that I was ever into even when I did play uh the sort of things on BattleNet um with that came with uh, Warcraft, Frozen Throne. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I am I I kind of would want to play something that's a little bit more just, you know, casual, something that's a little more calm that I could just pl- pick up and play every once in a while if I mm-hmm. was interested or if my friends wanted to. And isn't sure. it free? Uh, Blorm? Uh, uh, Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, Blorm. It's it's free. Blorm. <laughs> we, call it, we, call it Bl- we call it Blorm. Yeah. Why do you call it Blorm? Please, uh, it's, funnier, it's funnier Blizzard. to say than Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. I was thinking it was like a... It's not an... It could not be an... <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> a disease. I was trying to figure it out in my head. Ooh, I got a bad case of Blorm. It's like saying, yeah, I play Smash Bros. Oh, you mean... Yeah, totally. I can't say that. Like, well, it just it rolls off the tongue better than than Heroes of the Storm or yeah. Hots. Where does that? Okay, yeah. before we before we get onto anything else, why why Blarm? Where what does that come from? It just sounds funny. It just sounds funny. <laughs> you just decided it's gonna have a new canonical name, like yeah, it's just Blarm now. Okay, <laughs> I like that. What if that became like the like the overall known name for it? I'm a Blarm player. I'm a pro. <laughs> I'm a pro Blarmer. I Blarm. You Blarm? I'm a pro. I'm a pro pro Blarm player. <laughs> Got a sponsor and whatnot. Team Blorm. Good for you. Team Blorm. <laughs> join uh, Team why Blorm. Why don't you join Jesse's team? What is it? Seller Lotus? Is that Jesse? Je- Jesse Cox. Oh, oh. I don't know. I'm good at coming up with names for... Well, I actually didn't come up with Blorm. I think that was my friend Brandon. But That should uh, be the name of the team. What? Team Blorm? Or yeah, just Blorm? Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you guys play as like a team, you should play as Team Blorm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blorm. There you go. On the Blorm <laughs> squad. <laughs> Copywritten and Blorm everything. life. Yeah. So, guys... Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, Adam, but it is currently a Tuesday that we were recording we this. We have not. I have not. Uh, let me explain okay. that. If you Do you want me? I can explain it. If you, yeah, okay. Yeah, just um, short and sweet. <laughs> uh, the reason that we're recording this on a Tuesday as opposed to usually on a Thursday uh, is that I am going to be leaving for San Francisco on Thursday before I leave for L.A. on the following Monday um, for E3. So I will not be able to record and edit at my usual times, so we're doing an episode a little bit earlier this week, uh, but thankfully we have a lot of things to say. Yeah. A lot of you send in fan topics, so you know we're going to be focusing on that and our speculation for E3. Uh, yeah. It's going to be kind of a quiet week anyway, for the most part. So, so just in case we miss some surprise announcement on Wednesday, yeah. we're just so you know we're doing this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, back to what we were saying earlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't really say wh- I didn't ask Chris what he's been playing recently. Uh, because we kind of have like a joint story for that one. Uh, oh yeah, Chris, what have we been doing recently? Uh, well, for, I mean, for the past like three nights, you and I have been on Civ just yeah. like the entire time, <laughs> just trying, been so trying to. Oh my god, every trying time we not start... to lose. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So yesterday when we were playing, you we started out. We we're just like, mm-hmm. all right, let's we're gonna choose these leaders. We're gonna we're this is the way we're gonna win the game. We're yeah, we do, played like, like culture uh, victories, like a normal game setting, not too not too, nothing too hard. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you just keep getting marauded. Yeah, no. I I showed up five turns in. I meet Montezuma, like, five turns into the game. Like, Civilization has just started. Montezuma's like, hello, I'm Montezuma. 
time to die. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and so the next, like, two hours are just me trying not to be murdered by this guy who has, for some reason, the largest army on the planet already. And then I we start a game today, and I meet Caesar. And I think, okay, maybe something... No, same exact thing. I'm over here in my prosperous corner, and then you're over there being attacked. It's just so funny. <laughs> and I'm just... Like, my turns are taking three times as long as Chris's, because I'm just like, there's like eight things happening at once, because this guy is just... He just wants me dead so badly. Like, it's... I've... Hmm? I've, I have, used to have that same problem in Civ 4 with, oh gosh, I, now I'm, it's going to drive me insane because I cannot remember. Do you remember what nation? The, uh, no, it was the, whatever, somebody. But they, um, they, uh, would like, uh, absolutely, every time I would, I would appear next to them, mm-hmm. they would just show up and be like, hey, what's going on? Oh, by the way, I'll just take all of that that you own. <laughs> Like, but I, I'm time. Egypt. I just want to build pyramids. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what's even worse is mm. that every time we've played online right now, barbarians mm. are just nuts and like yeah. they're their own nation. I think I had almost as much trouble with barbarians just showing up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. being like, "I understand that you're in the middle of like a eight unit conflict with Rome right now, but barbarians taking your taking your workers away." And now you're bankrupt. <laughs> have a yeah, I, I always have trouble with that. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the game is just, it's just, I, it's just so funny just to see Adam just like crying <laughs> over in his, <laughs> his little corner like, Chris, come help me. <laughs> Chris, please find me so you can help me. And he's like, the best part, yeah, the best part about it, these past games, like I haven't found Adam once. Like mm-hmm. the, are we play on the map so big that like. Adam's all the way on the other side of the like, I always the get, like, put next to the AI players while everyone else gets put next to each other. Yeah, I'm having fun Swell. by myself. I'm just like, yeah, this is great. I can become nice and, you know, organized and, you know, mm-hmm. make all the, the wonders and make all, like, the cities mm-hmm. and just enjoy life as a civilization. And then when the time comes, I'll have all the money to buy all the war things I need and I will take over the rest of the world. It'll be great. That sounds great. Uh, you know what exactly. else sounds great? What? Fallout 4. Fallout 4, man. Oh, man. Did, that that happened just this last week, right? That wasn't on last week's podcast. That was, was We talked about that on last week's podcast briefly. Did, yeah, very briefly. Very, okay. very briefly. I, I wasn't here for that, but man, let me just tell you something a little, a little something about Fallout 4. I'm, I'm yeah. hyped. I'm mega hyped for that oh, game. Me too. You, like, I'm very excited. I, I was worried. There were some tweets going around like, oh, it's just going to be Fallout HD collection with three in you know, New Vegas. I was like, oh my God, please Actually, don't. It's Please. it's it's a totally different game. Um, just a little what? background information, technical wise. Okay. Um, the original Fallout three, Fallout three in New Vegas, I think, ran on an engine called Game Bryo, Game Bryo okay. engine. It um, the thing that's this engine's pretty okay. But to give you an idea of its problems, this engine doesn't work with ladders. Wait, would, are you saying ladders. that in a literal sense? Like you can't. There have are ladders? no. There's no ladders that work in that game. Oh, that's pretty... If you play Fallout 3, you will notice that in every single scenario, you will be walking upstairs or using a ladder as a transition piece. That's but really archaic. Because there... the game engine just cannot deal with them. What? That seems very strange. It's a really weird problem. What? Now, the, that... new album, the new engine they use is uh, id Tech 5. Uh, the Ladders approved? Ladders approved. The other okay. games that use this are Wolfenstein, The New Order, The Evil Within, and Rage. 
The reason that this mm. game engine is not used very much is because Rage was the first game that used it, and it sucked. So, yeah, mm. I remember that. They were really, like, talking that engine up, like, yeah, we're yeah. going to be able... It, it was supposed to do something pretty interesting, where, like, it kind of wraps the entire world up in one texture, and mm. apparently it would keep the file size small enough where you'd be able to have really, like, a really detailed layout, but, like... I don't know. The engine was so messed up; it was having like a multitude of problems. And well, Rage, well, it was more the game wasn't... than the actual engine itself. I think. You think so? Yeah, that, from what I know, I, I've heard the engine itself was good, and that it really worked well with the, uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. Um, so it's probably more on Rage's uh, issues rather than the engine itself. Hmm. Yeah, um, but the trailer gave me a lot of hope. I mean, the curtains looked like they were very much uh, something that you would see in Engine. The um, fact that it's the return to yeah. color in video games. Oh God, color! That was nice. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I that is that is kind of true. This is the most colorful sort of like mature game that I've seen in a while. Yeah, but yeah, it's so great. It's so, I mean, after like the non-color horrific game called Hatred, I'm open for any type of coloring game. Yeah. Any type of color is better than than just nothing brown. and black and white and brown. It's, oh my god. And it's funny because, Alex, you and I were talking about this a few days ago, how mm-hmm. Fallout, like, those games from Bethesda tend to look really gross. Like that, that They don't is... prioritize art. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... We were, we were talking about how, like, especially in Oblivion, mm-hmm. like, that it looked like everybody's <laughs> faces were made of Play-Doh. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. I, I love the setting and everything, and sort of the backstory of fallout but man it's just that like a lot of the wasteland is copy pasted and it's really a turnoff for me it's obvious yeah Yeah. that's yeah that's what i that's that was my issue with it was that i felt like with how barren the wasteland is in fallout in the fallout Mm -hmm. setting at the very Mm -hmm. least there should be there should have been a little bit more emphasis on the vault or Mm -hmm. the your early life in the vault i think it would have been that's a good point stronger connection and a much stronger reason for like when you leave it's like this big deal if mm-hmm. you spend more than just like 20 minutes and i mean they did try they they made your whole life happen like they made mm-hmm. you choose things by going through your early years but it would have been much more impactful if like an hour of the game was devoted to just that vault mm-hmm. maybe they'll do something a little more with that in this one because now we see new vault 111 guy coming out and mm-hmm. he's coming at you live and he's, he's climbing and- ladders yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I saw <laughs> like maybe they might show like the both because you know I was watching uh, some other people like kind of review the trailer and go after it. Um, not necessarily go after it, but like you get what I'm saying. They were saying yeah, yeah. how like it looks like there's be that there's gonna be both gameplay before the war with China and after. Yeah, you know yeah. That they did kind of seem to hint at the the possibility of a post uh, uh or pre Fallout. Hold, hold uh, the phone here, guys. You said the war with China. I'm kind of a Fallout new, but I thought that's supposed to be like the whole if the Cuban Missile Crisis like happened. What what is the war with China like? Isn't it isn't it the war isn't it like a war with China that's going on? I'm pretty sure it is. I thought it was I'm the just, Cuban no, Missile Crisis. No, it happens it, in like, um. I mean, I mean the apocalypse happens like what is it? 2077 or something? Oh, yeah, that's what well, I was thinking. It just so happens yeah. that everything looks like it was in the 50s. Right. So right. yeah. But I mean, uh, as yeah. far as I, I just find that very interesting. Like, oh, maybe we'll be able to see exactly like who these these armored men are. Like, beside, like underneath, like w- why this organization exists. And everything you mean like that. other like, than the Brotherhood of Steel? I'm talking about the Brotherhood of Steel. Oh, okay. 
I'm just saying, like, what, like before the Brotherhood of Steel or just, like... The what, New California like, Republic, things like that? Pretty much. Well, it's going to be based in Boston, so I'm not sure if we're going to be talking Well, about we, we might still hear about it. We heard about it in New Vegas, and we heard... Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, I'm just... I'm looking forward to all that, um... Mm-hmm. All that background stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, what other things are you guys looking forward to at E3 this year? Man. Ooh, I, I know this is the obvious answer, especially for the platform we're on, but honestly, whatever Nintendo has under the hood, right, I'm right. really excited to see how they're going to compete this year. What, what's interesting to me is the fact that they're doing a, a Nintendo Direct like a few days before, as well as a conference before. What, 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 and they've already announced things in advance what they're going to be having at the show like i mean what they what they're going to be showing off it's like what are they what's the point well like what are they sakurai Hmm? said all new stuff for for smash brothers right like not he might possibly he he might give a a tip of the hat to lucas it might just be a uh, it might just be something about why he chose lucas or like something we Hmm. don't know uh, it's it it really could be anything. It could be about the patches or the idea that patches might be ending or the extra characters. I mean, we talked to uh, Warchamp last week. Uh, mm-hmm. We kind of learned how many character slots there really were in Smash. So mm-hmm. I do think that there is probably a definite limit in terms of characters. And I I know Chris, you've had a theory for a while now about how many characters there could be in Smash. So, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, I I will. Do you want me to re- reiterate yeah, my yeah, theory? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. So now this theory is only based off of this, you know, me noticing things with my eyes like we all do. Um, but yes. however, things can change on a digital screen. They can become bigger and smaller depending on whatever developers choose them to be. So this idea I had a while ago was that when they put in new characters in Smash, it would like kind of leave extra space. And so I very, very, you know, amateur like myself, I kind of measured the spaces in between each of the like the faces on on the screen i'm like how many more spaces how many more faces could they possibly put in even though in the back of my head i knew they could easily just resize all the photos they can and... resize stuff exactly but you know i came up with a number but they're pretty small already so exactly they're pretty yeah. small so why make them any smaller so i did but... this for the 3ds and then i counted up there's five more spaces they could at least use without making the photos any smaller mm-hmm. and so those five characters would be the five we get left and so at the time this is when we found out that we'd get both mewtwo Lucas, and then there was that that big ordeal with there there'd be Roy and uh, Ryu. The leak with uh, Roy and Ryu music. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like they would have one more left, and that last one would be the character that we get to choose, or that would be finalized in October, or November, or whenever they're based gonna on decide. our well, poll here, results. Here's not the, winner, but here's yeah, the, exactly. And, and here's I know the immediate I, problem with that. Yeah, and I know it doesn't work already because the just the first there's, fact is that they can resize it. Yes, but also well, the it's hmm? no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say that it's my like the fact that there's going to be that many characters five my only concern is the file size the 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 limit of the 3ds which is the original concern it's why we don't have ice climbers and Um, which is why we still probably won't get them unless they do something with the new 3ds and don't put it to the old 3ds systems which i doubt they would do which is gonna it's gonna step on a lot of toes but Mm -hmm. what were you um, gonna say though jake i was gonna say um the you said there's only going to be the the smash ballot winner like only one more after Roy and Ryu, right? Um, which would the, be the total of five DLC characters. But on the website, after they showed Mewtwo on the bottom, they open up slots for five more characters following him, so six DLC characters in total. Huh. So hmm. after Roy and Ryu, there's going to be two more, but now at least two more. Do we even know if Roy and Ryu are going to happen? 
thing might um, not. You know, they, they probably they might not. Here's they, the thing: they really might not. It could be a palette swap. How do you mean? Like the Roy you, or you being uh, a character has a different costume. Um, mm. and like I, just I, giving uh, you, you Martha a different costume a or something. Yeah, possibly. I mean, there are a lot of characters who have several costume. Like they, they, they could just like swap someone's costume out, and that mm-hmm. would satisfy a character interest. Like, I mean, this is kind of a weird long shot, but you, I mean, like, even DK, you could argue that you know they could theoretically, if they needed to, just swap. They could swap it if they wanted to put Banjo Kazooie in the game for any reason. They could, um, they could put a skin for Banjo on DK. I, I hmm. kind of see that working as long as the hitboxes remain intact. Yeah, but... it's it's. It, but it, the idea is like you know they could still keep the five person size, but that sixth one could just be a costume. If if we're gonna believe the whole, they can't resize the icons. You know, feasibly that they probably are going to though. That's only for the 3DS version. The Wii U has plenty of like the, space. The for Wii U is fine. We're not worried about the Wii U. We're not even worried about the Wii U in terms of what it can handle. It's mostly the fact yeah. that if it wasn't if it wasn't for the 3DS. I I could po- potentially see them continuing to make DLC characters for a couple years, um, yeah. and staving off another release because you know Sakurai is not interested in working on it. Pretty much, I mean, you know, I, I don't I, see I, why that wouldn't be possible at all. Except for most I, fighting games are usually they lock it at like maybe four or five characters. So mm-hmm. here's the thing with uh, the Smash 3DS version. I love the stages mm-hmm. and I love Smash on the Go, but I hate that it exists. I really do. No, be- I do too. Because, because- its existence inhibits anything the Wii U can try to do that would be out of bounds for the 3DS version. Because yeah, they don't want to make it, a divide. That's that's yeah. the exact point that the, why the ice climbers can't be in the game, which you know is very unfortunate. But I, people wanted, they gave the people what they wanted, and now we have to suffer right. for it. Do people well, really pl- still play Smash 3DS over Smash Wii U? I will I, say I've I've honestly I, not that I, it's I over, but it's more convenient for me to play my 3DS. So, for instead of my Wii U, just because of, I'm not with my Wii U all the time. So yeah, that's I, the best way for me to put it. I put way more hours in the 3DS version. I think the, mm. that if you had the option, more people would choose to use the Wii U. But yeah. when it comes to the, the the fact that they can bring it with them, yeah. they're more likely to be able to play the 3DS version at any given time. So sure. everyone's that, on the same level too, you know, like yeah. But it, the thing is that the controller is really. The 3DS is not meant for the this sort of fighting game. I mean, if Kid yeah. Icarus Uprising was any indication, <laughs> Sakurai is very limited with the 3DS's controller. He puts a lot of faith in what the 3DS he, can handle. I mean, he's brilliant, <laughs> but the fact is that like he's 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 working with a a flawed control scheme for the type of kind of the type of game that he wants to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good way. Which to put it. brings us to our next point: bring more. GameCube controllers and GameCube adapters to stores. Boom. That's we need that. Maybe. I still don't. Some, I, the, I still don't I, have I honestly, one. I honestly think one of the biggest reasons we don't see more of those in stores is because it's only compatible with a single game. I know. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh my God. Maybe, maybe you just need to get good. Get good or <laughs> or get wrecked. Yeah. So so okay. Before we switch topics here, what do you guys? I didn't know we were gonna get deep. <laughs> what do you guys uh, predict we'll see in that uh, Sakurai Direct? Hmm. Definitely another I, DLC character. Definitely another character. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think it's going to be another character. I think he's going to talk about the tournament mode. Just Sakurai I, dressed in like the Ryu gi. If we see Roy it. first before Ryu, then I know Ryu's going to come right after Roy. I, and yeah, it'll be confirmed honestly, right I, 
I kind of think that's what he's gonna do. He it might, might be... open with Roy and close with Ryu. That yeah. oh my god. That would be that would be a phenomenal. Video. As much as I would want that, I don't want that. I don't want Ryu in this game. No, offense. I don't want Ryu in this game. Ryu has uh, his own fighting game. Keep I didn't want Palutena. <laughs> I mean, Pal- I wish they. I wish the Ryu that they put in was gonna be Ryu from Breath of Fire because that would be a much more interesting choice. Well, I mean, that is anything that's not like that. Ryu from. Street Fighter. From Street Fighter, yeah. Like, the, the reason... I, now, here's the thing, guys. I know if Ryu happens, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly you know throw down $5 for a new fighter. But yeah, I, I no would rather... I would rather it have been that three years ago, they swapped Mega Man for Ryu, because I don't think any third-party studio deserves that's that. A more weird, than one. That's no, a Mega weird Man sort deserves of like, limit, game. I think. I, I think, think yeah. Mega Man definitely deserves to be in this... It's a, it's, I think it's, Mega Man deserves it more. But if they were going to do right. Ryu, then they should have gone with him instead. But, but that's just me. That is just me. I'm still gonna buy the freaking character. So I, I think. I mean, to be completely honest, I I don't like Ryu. I mean, I love Street Fighter. I'm a huge fighting game player. But the, my problem is that it is that the whole fun of Super Smash Brothers to me is putting characters that aren't really in fighting games and making them into fighting game characters. But it's like mm-hmm. if you put in Ryu, it's like oh boy, well he's gonna have Shoryuken and Hadouken and you know Tatsumasa and Kick. Like which one are they gonna put Final Smash? Uh, I, I just say Tatsu usually, but yeah. what, what would they choose for his final smash? First of all, like they, uh, oh, probably, probably um, Hadouken. Mets Hadouken. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mets Hadouken. Hadouken or uh, Flame one or the uppercut. But like they, yeah. to, um, they have to Shin cho- you can. They have to choose mm-hmm. from all those. Yeah. Like you can have another character who's more iconic to the Nintendo franchise or like the Nintendo consoles in general. I yeah. mean, I still argue Shovel Knight. Would no, be. Yeah, Shovel Knight. No, I, most Shovel likely, Knight would I, be... I guarantee you, Shovel Knight will see the, the light of day on the Wii U system for Smash Bros. as DLC. I you guarantee. You really think so? I, I'm def- now. I'm starting to think more and more that if... Shovel Knight is probably going to be the choice. I just don't want Shantae, man. I, I don't think Shantae I wanted, deserves it at all. I wanted Wonder Red, but not going to happen. I mean, that one, yeah, insane. unfortunately, Wonder Red might not happen. <laughs> Whoa! Excuse me. What did you just say about oh, Kamiya-san? Okay. Oh God! <laughs> I literally. I you're literally. Get blocked. Next to, my, n- next to my next to my gonna tweet desk, at you so hard. I have I have a a sticker that has a stencil of Kamiya's face that says genius under it. <laughs> they might just throw a curveball at us, and it might be characters from Splatoon, like which we'd all be okay with. No, because they Possibly. recently showed off the new costumes for the Mii's. But they also horrifying. use costumes from the Mii's <laughs> and put them. Some of the Mii costumes are characters in the game. Right. Yeah. But Link, have, Samus, Mega Man. But Meta have Knight, you those seen those, those Mii costumes? All right, it might not um, have you seen the, the monstrosity. Adam, I'd prefer they put Inkling rather than the than the the shooters. Those aren't masks. Those are the Mii's face that they're just, they're trying to like morph the Mii's faces to look oh. as much like a. So it's just the ha- it's just the hair that you're going to be getting, not that head, that disgusting head. Okay. <laughs> I was really worried. No, for a while I thought that was what it was too. I thought it was like a a, a disgusting helmet, and I was like, oh, it's just the Mii's face. Okay. I mean, I mean the Mii's face without the sort of like uh that like bar that black bar that kind of bulges out at the the eye sockets mm-hmm. I, I think without it, it's going to look a little bit weird because you know we're used to it with splatoon and when i made that discovery though it made me a bit more i don't, I don't want to say the word hopeful because i don't really care if the inklings get in i mean i'll be cool though they do yeah but knowing that 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 face isn't part of the costume kind of helps like the idea that they could be a character you know what i mean yeah no i agree that, that that does make more sense if if they are going to be in the game. Um, I feel like the internet is sort of divided on that. It's between the Inklings and 
I'm really not sure. It feels like kind of a tie. Shovel Knight seems to be doing very strongly in terms of the online like the online. At least scene. In, initially it was. And I think initially yeah. the, the big guys were King K. Rule, Shovel Knight, Inkling. Shovel Knight was dominating and, the, like by a huge no, margin. No, no, he King was K. definitely was leading the indie sphere. K. Rule was definitely up there. I don't know because remember, you guys, these were really like early predictions. Yeah. This is a couple weeks. So ago. yeah, so it's, they very well could be. Massively I really wish right they now. would show us numbers, but I know that's unlike Nintendo, and they they would never. No, they won't. They will never show numbers. Um, but I, I, I they won't even tell us like patch notes. No, people have to dig around for that. I yeah. think maybe, just maybe, he uh, Sakurai will say, if it's not going to be Roy or Ryu, and he he announces some like out of nowhere character, he might open up by saying, "Here's a character that happened to be quite popular on the polls," and then we'll see who it is. So it could be like Shovel Knight or K. Rule. Right. But, oh, that would be that would be a curveball if we get like that character then in there, not later in the year. You know what? Let me go back on something I said. I said Roy could get announced in this. I don't think he's going to get announced in this. I think he's going to get announced in July uh, during this, the Fire Emblem 25th anniversary concert because Sakurai is going to be oh, a speaker there. Oh, that would be there. a good idea. Um, Actually, just, you know what? I'm just saying if Roy does get announced, then Ryu's following right after him during the Dark Indies Pit conference. announced yeah. for Fire Emblem if. <laughs> <laughs> no, unless, I mean, I could the see... The character you've Sa- all been waiting for. I could see just Sakurai presenting at that regardless because... <laughs> Arguably, he is the main reason why Fire Emblem even came to the West, which, you know, greatly stimulated, like, interest everywhere. So mm-hmm. he could just be, you know, presenting and just, like, giving his thoughts on the franchise, not necessarily showing a new character. But, yeah. but yeah. I, don't know. I mean, Smash there's, Brothers. All sorts of, there's all sorts of interesting rumors surrounding what Nintendo's going to announce. There's that stuff with Mother 4. You know? uh, mm-hmm. Wait, 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 wait. The fan game? What do you, what, what's about, what's going on with Mother 4? So, I know this, I heard this from, well, actually, they recently just made this post, but, so Mother 4 is a fan game, as you know. Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, it is it looks delightful. Made, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So, it just got delayed again. Uh, and they said, yeah, we yeah. have something to, don't worry, we've got stuff to, to announce about it. Oh. What if they got picked up? Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, but very Think about it, the announcement, the announcement of Lucas, uh, E3 coming up, big announcements. Oh, my God. Uh, but that, that's so unlike Nintendo to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't know. It's it's possible. I that mean, it would be amazing. Be wishful thinking, but yeah. I mean, it'd be very. It would be very, very like. It would. I would be very proud of Nintendo for doing that, just because mm-hmm. like it's so unlike them to be able to. It's so unlike them to be able to trust anyone like to that. To share their toys, yeah. Yeah, now, they. I mean, it's it's better not to encourage that sort of behavior. In they general. can't. They can't do anything legally about it because it's all free, right? Yeah. They I mean, can't. They as long as they don't even accept a, a penny of donation, they can't like throw a C and D at them. Yeah, they're not yeah. being paid to do this. They're doing it unless no, they're unless they were like blatantly like making fun of the games in some way. Satire. Well, satire. I don't actually. I don't actually know if money factors in because I mean it's called Mother Four. That's the only thing. As it's long, like, what, what as, long they... as Nintendo owns the rights on the name Mother, and you know it could because. One of the things about copyright is, could it easily be mistaken for the original or right. the original source material? Which, yes, it very easily could. Right. So, uh, but Nintendo's such a wild card when it comes to that stuff. Like most of the time, they'll be like, no. But some of the time, they won't care. Like for some like Mario hacks and things like that, or you well, know, yeah. are put they out had there. a big issue with the 3D. They're a lot more the, careful with about the revival. No, I don't want to say revival. But Mario sixty four. The Mario sixty four like, HD thing that someone did. Yeah. yeah, they had a big that was problem with that. gone. That was gone. They didn't I mean, like that though. <laughs> they just yeah. obliterated it off the face of the yeah. earth. Yeah, but yeah. mother, mother's 
very much a done franchise. Like Shigesato Itoi said, he has zero plans to revisit it. He made his trilogy. He's happy. So I, I think <laughs> they're fine with this because Mother's hardly making them much money these days. Yeah. So I, I actually got, chose Mother very... to be my free Wii uh, Wii U game uh, oh, before nice. the close of a uh, of Pub Nintendo. <laughs> It's called Nintendo, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just got is a lot of Is that closed yet, or is base. it about to close? It's just about to if it hasn't. Is, isn't that weird? You know it what made me so mad, actually? What? Dude, we're going to get the uh, Super Club Nintendo XL new edition in like two months, I swear to God. Sick. I was really upset because I had I was a Platinum member. I, like, I just made Platinum. And I thought that Club Nintendo was going to be shutting down a month ago. So I quickly spent all my coins. And then like the next week they said they were doing like a, a massive blowout sale with your coins. And I was like, oh, good thing I spent all mine thinking I was about to be done with them forever. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah. on the on, Did you guys have any last thoughts on that? On uh, Mother 4 or copyright or what have or, you. Or, Anything about or that. panels in, in, at E3, what we're excited for. I had, I had one more thing about uh, Nintendo before we, uh, we, just, we went back to just E3, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe one of the fan topics. Um, do you guys have anything? For Nintendo? Uh, uh, I want a Mother Trilogy. I want that. Yeah. I've wanted it forever. Mother Collection? Um, yeah. Um, God, what else with Nintendo? I'm almost positive they're going to announce a new Metroid. Oh, I'm almost positive they're going to announce a new Paper Mario, which I would be absolutely bananas for. I love Paper Mario. It's my Paper favorite. Mario. I'm Paper Mario super hasn't been good that... since Thousand Year Door. I was. Well, pl- I, d- I did a Let's Play that that's unreleased, and oh my god, that game is just so funny. It's it's actually yeah, it has this sense of like beautiful anarchic imagination that you don't get from like regular Mario games, but. Adam, you, you were going to say uh, Star, Fox. Lu- Star Fox. You get it from the uh, Mario and Luigi RPG games. Uh, yeah. But I'm excited for Nintendo Star Fox. World Championship is going <laughs> on on Sunday next yeah. week. Yeah, There's going to be mm. one game that they're not announcing until the event itself. It's hmm. a mystery game. I don't know what it is. It might not even be a game that's out yet. What do you guys think that game is going to be? Um, if I were a betting man... Mm-hmm. I would say it was the cartridge from 25 years ago. Like it's going to be the oh, Nintendo World Championship with the switches on it or whatever. If that's what it had, yeah. The the so the Nintendo it's the rarest uh, Nintendo yeah, cartridge yeah, in the yeah. world. I think it's uh it's got the little switches on it. Do you know can, anyone like... who has it? No, God, the thing that yeah, thing's like seriously. a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, I I don't remember seeing anything about what the other games are. I just know that there's one that it's has like it. NES Remix. I think is what it's going to be. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, I. I think it might be Star Fox. Yes. Oh my God. Really? Possibly. I mean, last year they he was talking I, about like how the development's going smooth. So why not show some of it this year and say not, we're going to get gonna a do... 2015 holiday release? I mean, the good thing about Star yeah. Fox Assault was the dogfight. The multiplayer. Oh, the do- yeah, that was the that was what really sold the game. I think. I love um, that multiplayer. It so, just it needed more, but it was yeah. really good for what it was. So why not with the new game, the new Star Fox game? That's gonna be a mul- That's gonna most likely have a multiplayer element. It's a 3DS game. It has to have multiplayer, like at least locally. Why not have that? You mean same... a Wii U game? Is it for Wii U? Yeah. I thought it was a 3DS remake. Uh, are you no, talking I... about the? Are you wait? Are you talking about Star Fox 64 3D? Like they'll be playing yes. that instead? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying playing the new Star Fox. Uh, I think they're gonna show new Star oh. Fox. I thought that was. Oh, okay, I'm stupid. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's yeah, but, um, the game, Adam. Miyamoto was talking last <laughs> I'm year. I'm not a Star Fox fan. About Star Fox. No, you're fine. You're fine. I am. Right. I'm a Star Chris, Fox Adventures fan. Love that game. It's just it's a oh. game. Is it just oh, yeah. because Crystal? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah. I'm all but, about that. All about that fluffy tail. <laughs> fluffy oh, yeah. tail. This is a joke. Please don't that take it seriously. Yeah, but um, Miyamoto last year was talking so about. So if I know two things about you, you like Homestuck oh, and gosh. Fluffy Tales. Still, that's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't open not. up the floodgates in our comments. So Miyamoto, right? He was talking last year too. <laughs> he was saying how he's working mm-hmm. pretty hard on the Star Fox. He was Fox saying scene. how he loves Homestuck. Too, right, right. Of course, he's a big he's, fan. Dude, he's this Homestuck like fanfic writer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he cosplays <laughs> as one of the trolls. He has like Shiggy. a whole. Shiggy M87 on uh, fanfiction.net. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and DeviantArt. <laughs> Conveniently. Don't forget his Tumblr page, you guys. Ah, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, he's been talking about it for the last year, and I believe I read some like article that he was even saying something about it a few months ago. So I'm assuming that we're going to see something, and I I will predict it right now. We're going to see mm-hmm. gameplay, and then we're going to get a date for this fall, or this holiday season. Guarantee you. Hmm. And that that is that is my that is my bet. I'll bet each of you like a, a penny, one Mario coin. Okay. A whole Mario coin, you say? <laughs> Indeed, my friend. Well, <laughs> based on how many coins there are in the game and how much the economy, I assume, is because it's a kingdom, you are betting a thousand dollars each. There we go. All right, so thousand dollars says he's gonna announce. Uh, not, I don't know about him, but Sweet. it's gonna be during the Nintendo Direct. He made all that up. <laughs> they're gonna say. Oh, and we got something to show you. And then it's going to go into like the little transition. We're going to get a trailer, maybe gameplay on like the live treehouse event, and then date. Yeah, I could see uh, that. I, I kind of want to go, and I, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but that's okay. Uh, I'm really excited for EA's conference. Just because... <laughs> okay, I know, this is a bad way to start, because EA is like the devil. But unfortunately, they're the guys that are publishing Star Wars games. So, oh, yeah, so yeah. Battlefront... Well, well, besides Battlefront, I don't know if you guys know this, but there have been two announced untitled games coming from both Visceral Games, who's uh, did Battlefield Hardline. They've Visceral's they also Dead done Space, um, Dead Space, which is very important. Think, all right, I'll get back to that in a second. The second one is coming from Bioware, who's also done um, the original. It might be the new Mass Effect. Knights of the Mass Effect. No, it's an untitled yeah. Star Wars game, Adam. Oh. They're oh, both, really? Both are untitled Star Wars games. Both are listed on their Wikipedia pages. Go look that up. And you know Wikipedia isn't like it, how it used to be. Now Wikipedia is very uptight on what information is there. Yeah, that's it's not perfect, is but it's a lot better. Source. Exactly. So now, going back to that, the Visceral games, like, I'm not going to guarantee this, but it's going to be some type of version of Star Wars 1313, the game that was canceled, going to be some I sort really of revival. So. I would love so, because it has this, that 13, studio can make a game that looks such, just like it. It's funny how people rave about The Last Guardian, but at least with 1313, we got game footage and Something. stuff. Something. Yeah, we actually then, know what it's about. No, it sucks because after it was canceled, we found out it was going to be Boba Fett's like pre-story before he was bounty hunter. It was going to be a lot of things. It was going to be its own like Star Wars game. Like you didn't, you didn't. It wasn't going to be like focusing on the main sort of canon, and it was just like it was a really cool exploration of the universe and using the setting Definitely. in a different way. I, I was I, really excited for. I it. I feel like they're going to, if not a revival of that game, they're going to do something very similar to it, which we're going to be okay with because it's going to look great. And now, as far as the Bioware side, I think it's gonna, it's not gonna, it's not a new, like, an expansion for the current MMO they're doing, which is the Old Republic. It's going to be a new RPG, because it's from Bioware. So I'm thinking, hopefully, they're gonna go back to the Knights of the Old Republic games. They're gonna make another single player experience 
to kind of compete. Maybe even add a little multiplayer, sort of like Mass Effect, or sort of like. I mean, they have the Old Republic, so. They have the Old Republic, right, but that's strictly MMO. If they're doing an yeah, but RPG, they, they have a, if, they have um, single player elements to it. No, but not you need a paid subscription to play. I mean, I know it's free to play, but you need an internet connection. I'm talking about a game that doesn't require an internet connection. I mean, yeah, I would prefer that, but you know, I, I believe that's the game they're going to make. If it's another Knights of the Old Republic, I hope, I mm-hmm. would extremely hope that would be the way they're going to go with this. Um, right. So that's what I'm most excited for. I'm hopefully we'll get those the titles at least announced, if not gameplay. Uh, I know the big thing for them this year is going to be, though, it's going to be Battlefront, and it's going to be um, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, which is a reimagining of the first game with a different story. It's going to be the, the game that they really wanted to put out in 2006 or seven, whatever it came It was out. 2008. 2008. Released or, it. Yeah. Yep. I, I was reading um, on that earlier. Actually, so it's a reboot? Would, it, I don't... Yeah, it, it's, it's, they said it's not technically a sequel, but it pretty much seems like a sequel because it seems like a con- continuation of the story, but not in, they said it's not... It's weird. They're kind of being vague and strange about it. It could either be a reboot or so, like a semi-reboot. It might be like just kind of like, like Chris said, it might just be them like remaking the first game. You know what's in, funny? But with a little bit more continuation and depth. I'm tr- I'm trying to find out where I learned that today. I w- I wanted to say I learned it from the Daily Bite with Alex, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I actually learned it from Rooster Teeth's. Um, their news publishing the no, so uh, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Anyways, um, so for those that don't know, <laughs> I'm sorry to cut off. Alex, what is the daily bite? Because <laughs> I feel uh, like I, yes. I, I know what it is, and J- Chris knows what it is, but we haven't really the explained. Da- I don't the know. The daily what it bite is. is a show on Polaris, YouTube.com/slash/Polaris, uh, where uh, either myself or Dodger reads daily headlines. We record it in the morning, so whatever's kind of like trending in the morning is what we record, uh-huh. and. Uh, uh, we talk about video game news, nerd news, all sorts of fun stuff. I've noticed yeah. that you guys have had a, like a, a formula change recently, sort of. Oh, you changed yeah, the dynamic um, a little bit. Well, that was yeah. The uh, powers that be uh, were like, we want to make a longer format, so we have a longer format on Fridays where we kind of like discuss and recap the week's news. Yes, okay. give our opinions on it. It's sort of like a little mini podcast. It's only like seven or eight minutes long, but. Yeah, so it's just a real quick little recap That's of the good. week's news. V- very yeah. enjoyable. I, I, the one you did oh, last you. week with uh, Silent Hills and Fallout 4, I, I enjoyed that. It was that, very Yeah, that was, that was is some interesting news, so that was really good. Sometimes we don't have quite as much to talk about, but I thought that was some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's weird. With discuss. gaming, Like, it seems like we either get a bunch of news or nothing to talk about. And even when we get a bunch of news, it's like you don't know what to talk about sometimes. Well, because like, the other funny thing is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. You, you I mean, no, it's fine. You can you can cut it. It's fine. Oh, well, I was, I was just going to say that, like, it's really funny because it's recently, um, you know, Dodger's been getting a lot of the really good stories. Like, she got <laughs> Fallout 4 and things like that. Oh, you just got, like, and then, and then you're stuck with talking about yeah, the Akira reboot and stuff like that. Yeah. You got, like, well, an unlucky pick. Yeah, well, people get mad at me for that, too, which is funny. Oh, like, like you're at fault for, like, Yeah, everything. like, I'm at fault for them, for somebody suggesting a, an Akira remake, but... The the thing is um, that, uh, yeah, so I kind of get, people get mad at me for reading the bad news. But the other thing is people don't realize that we record at 9 in the morning. So, like, you know when Fallout 4 had that countdown? Yeah. you guys. When were... I was, when we were recording it, it was still just the countdown. Hey, at least, Nobody yeah. Nobody knew what it was. At and least so... you're on P- Pacific time. So, it's like you're, just in case news happens on Eastern time, you'll be ready when you wake up. Yeah. So, it's like, uh, we put up the episode and as soon as we did... It, they announced Fallout 4, and everybody was like, you didn't report on Fallout 4? What the hell, man? And I was like, um, I'm sorry. We 
didn't get it yet. <laughs> yeah. didn't we didn't want to say anything. I mean, it probably was Fallout 4, to be fair, but still. Yeah. What if, on the off chance, it was the HD versions of Fallout 4 you know in New Vegas? That would suck. You know what would have been Everything. funny? If you what? recorded two separate versions... <laughs> one where you said it was Fallout 4 and one where you said it was just like a weird, it was like kind of a letdown that it wasn't. Call and that's all you said. Talk about being overprepared, Adam. I don't know if they have the budget to do that. <laughs> Is it in the budget? <laughs> oh, that's really funny though. That would be an interesting way to record a show. Right? I feel like that's from, like, I feel like that has happened with something. I mean, uh, they, oh. they have to do that with like the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they do have to, print, to do the Super Bowl. They, they have print to print both shirts immediately. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. And they get it prepared for the game. And so whatever team lost, they send all those to, like, third world countries. So oh there's a bunch God. of people, like, going around with a team that didn't win <laughs> oh my a God. Super Bowl jersey. Hey, free jersey. Yeah. Hey, third there's... world. That kind of balances out. 100% cotton? Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but besides... Are we talking about E3 stuff that we're excited for that isn't Nintendo? Yes. yes. We're yeah, just yeah. talking about anything that you might be looking forward okay. to or uh, you might be hoping but... for. Platinum Games new game Metal Gear Rising Two. It's not. It's they said it's not uh, an IP that they've that they've done already. Dark Pit Rising. <laughs> that's that's what I'm hoping for. Dark Old Snake Rising Five, Five Ten, not the Phantom Pain. I don't know. Yeah, I don't not, know what I'm it's saying. Not, it's not. It's not scale bound. So Dark Snake. You dark look just snake. like Snake. But different. Dark. Yeah. There you go. Uh, no, I'm hoping it's God Hand personally because I mean that was basically made by Platinum anyway. What is that? God Hand was one of Clover Studios' games. Uh, Clover Be- was great. Be- Beautiful Joe, Okami. Oh, okay. Um, they also made God Hand, which is a 3D beat 'em up directed by Shinji Mikami of Resident Evil fame. It's my favorite game of all time. Let, let me um, oh, wow. let me just and... ask you something. Do you notice the similarities yes. between Beautiful Joe and Wonderful 101? Yes, they are very similar, yeah, especially I mean, in it, art. That would make sense because they were directed by the same person. I didn't know that. You see, I didn't know that, but I've always thought to myself, like, wow, they look really similar. And now Uh, I I thought Wonder Red was a reference to Beautiful Joe. That's what I thought. Kamiya Kamiya is the same dude. Yeah. Is that a Nintendo IP or a Platinum IP? Because I've heard so many conflicting answers. That I don't actually know. I believe it's a Platinum IP. I looked it up. I looked at, like, Nintendo's trademarks. Like, I looked up Nintendo's trademarks to, like, see if they have it. And Mm -hmm. I think they do. But it's really confusing. It, it still Takes isn't even clear because everyone still says, Oops. no, it's Platinum, no, it's Nintendo. And we'll never know. Hey, guys, post-Adam here. Uh, just uh, give me a little update. After this point in the podcast, I don't get to do as much editing as I wanted. Uh, if you haven't noticed, the audio quality kind of diminished there towards the end. Uh, this is because I'm literally about to head out the door. Uh, it's really late at night, and I have uh, an early flight, so... I'm sorry, but the quality of this episode is going to be a little bit diminished. I made sure to include some bonus stuff at the end, uh, and hopefully this episode's still enjoyable. So thanks for being patient, and I'm sorry, guys. Love you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's it in my from what I know, I think it's a platinum IP. Uh, mm-hmm. If you either way, I, I I really I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. I it's it's a hassle to get into. It doesn't matter. I think that. It's not going to be any any there any other platform than Nintendo, so it's pretty much a Nintendo IP. Yeah, man, yeah. I don't want that. I mean, I want that because <laughs> I need. I, I do want that, but I'm I'm just saying, like, I would totally love something else that's like, not just Nintendo. I mean, I need more games for my Wii U. So actually, you know what? Go ahead, go right ahead, Platinum Games. Speaking of games for the Wii U, I want to get into one of our fan topics. Yes, oh. yes. Uh, 
Sorry for taking so long to get to these guys. Uh, we had a lot to talk about. We have a lot. It's okay. We're nice and charming, and nobody. We had to skip me being excited for Kingdom Hearts three if they're going to show it at any Square Enix conference. You want to like four hours about it? I'm just saying, Kingdom Hearts three is going to be the hypest, the hypest stuff. So look out for it, guys. (laughs) All right, fan topic. Hey guys, it's me, Kyle again. Hello, Kyle. You featured a topic of mine back in episode twenty four, and now I'm here to bring you another. This isn't a Zelda related topic, but what are your thoughts on Mario Maker? What sort of things do you hope to see in it? What things do you not want to see in it? How should Nintendo handle sharing levels with other players? Do you intend on buying it? I'd personally uh, like to see the ability to send a created level to the DS, maybe via DS download play. Also, on a side note, I mentioned to the author of the Ocarina of Time novelization I had told you about before the fact that you mentioned him on your podcast. He thought it was amazing and that it felt very surreal to have his novel mentioned on a podcast run by one of the premier Zelda-related websites. Well, we're glad that he enjoyed our uh, mention. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. It was cool to hear about his, his stuff and to check it out. Uh, it's great stuff. If you haven't yet, Guy wrote a uh, The Ocarina of Time, but in novel form. It's kind of interesting. It almost got picked up. Uh, but yeah, Mario Maker. I, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Okay, so have you guys ever seen the Super Mario uh, Brothers frustration video? No, it's, but this it, sounds like memes. It, I'm, well, I mean, it, it's, an old, it, it's an old meme, sir, but it checks out. <laughs> it's like... All right, so it's this guy who's playing, I guess, the hardest Mario level ever. It, oh, yeah, I've seen that. You've seen that? Yes, oh, I have. Okay. I love that video. I need someone to make a level and send it to this man again, because that was the funniest video I've <laughs> seen in the longest time. Even though this video is about, like, seven years old. Those levels are just amazing, because they're, like, they, they push the limits of the character. He should were, totally were those, do all of that. Was that, like, when someone made, like, a ROM hack, or... They they did some sort of mod off, like, the Super oh, okay. Mario They world just made levels something. that basically, you had to really, really push the character to, like, jump as far as he could. Yeah. Or jump really quickly or react really quickly to just it's the... Like, it's like Kaizo Mario kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I want more of those levels. Like, with Mario Maker, that's what I want. To, that's what I want. That's what I want to get out of this. I want people to post them on the line, and I want to download them. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to make videos. I'm going to, I'm going to become rich and famous. That's what I want. Just <laughs> literally, just go watch any run of Kaizo Mario, and you will experience it. <laughs> For Mario Maker to truly be excellent, I would say that it would have to allow oh, me to draw. Here we have draw. the game dev dude coming in. No, 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 no. <laughs> It has to truly allow me the freedom to create as many penis levels as I would like and without any fear of uploading them. So everyone's just exposed to, to dick levels. Dude, that's all that matters s- to me. That'd be so funny to, live in, sh- to stream that. Live, live in the dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but other than that, um, it'd be cool if they... Make it just, like, with... subtly phallic. <laughs> so someone's like, this level seems slightly phallic. Kind of like that one level in Kirby where there's actually, like... Uh, a, oh, a naked woman? A naked woman, like, hidden yeah. in a level. Yeah. Wait, which which Kirby game is that? I think it's like the first one. Oh, okay. Because I've been playing. Well, I need to go buy that, guys. I've I've been playing through. Um, what's that? The Magic, the Rainbow Curse. Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Yeah, I want yeah. to play that. I really do. Yeah, no, it's 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 fun. I like it. It's it's what's nice. That one Kirby with the Rainbow game. Curse. Yeah, yeah, the Adam. <laughs> Rainbow Curse. <laughs> um, I've been playing that, and I want to get into Epic Yarn. Uh, I just mm-hmm. haven't picked it up in like since its release. Um, but I enjoy it. So, I, if there's any naked women in that, let me know. I'll take. I'll. I'll keep my eyes open. I. I, I promise to keep my <laughs> eye out. <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah, I. I I'll, like if Mario Maker, and I'm sure it's not going to be this way, and that's totally fine. But if they did some sort of like give you a few like 3D tools, that'd be pretty cool. But I don't know. I don't see that happening. I don't think that's. 
really what if they, they want to? It's more in the uh, it's the two D platformer style. What if uh, they did they, like a, a Paper Mario type thing where you like switch? They do have different costumes for it, different skins, so they might have more. One of them could be the Paper Mario skin. Oh, like, no. But like you know how in, in the the Paper Mario games for the Wii, it's like you would switch your your point of view. Oh. You go from two D, and then they'd switch you around. Um, I forgot what what it was, what it was called. You went to three D pretty much. You would be able to walk mm-hmm. back and forth, and it looked really weird. But if they did something like that, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of like some little bit playing type stuff. I want to play as more than Mario. I want to play the entire game as well, Luigi. I'd like to see a Zelda version. You know, that was actually the first intent of the the very first Zelda game was to, like, basically be Mario Maker. Like, the whole idea was you'd be able to create your own dungeons and you'd be able to, like, store them onto your own, like, specific disc and go let your friends try them out. And that that turned into the original Zelda? That turned into the original Zelda, yeah. That that just seems so, like... How, they went from, oh, create your own to, let's make a game for you, and, like, you just play it. Well, the, the original Zelda was going to have a lot of differences. Like, the reason Link's name is Link is because... It, oh, yeah, because it was it was supposed to be a... Was it a post-apocalyptic future sort of thing? Or, like, you'd a, be able to go guy between, go back in time? Yeah, you and, yeah, go between he was, different ages. Like he was the Link in between those. He was, like, a cyber... Warrior or something. That's a link something between like that. pa- uh, That's a link to the past. No, 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 no. The very no. first Zelda was going to have you travel between the past. It was going to be a sci-fi game. And the Triforce was actually going to be like computer chips. Now the thing about it, a link to the past has a really good name. Yeah, it really is. I yeah, it's it. a pun. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like how many years later? Twenty years later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is for the first time realizing that there's a pun. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, you never asked me what my favorite Zelda game was. Jeez. I haven't asked you yet. I haven't asked you a lot of things yet. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you want to tell us your favorite Zelda game first, or your least favorite? I'll tell you my favorite first. Okay. Uh, Oracle of Seasons. <gasps> oh, nice Wait, call. that's not that's not Oracle that's, that's not Oracle of Ages. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go. Eh. That's because I don't like inferior games. Oh. Uh, that's because you're inferior. That's you know, everyone wow. knows that the red games are Damn. less cooler than the blue ones. I like the I, unreli- I like the unreleased third one. It was clearly <laughs> going to be the superior game. Wait, was there an unreleased third there one? There yeah, was supposed to be a third one. Oh, yeah, yeah it, that's why. That's why Farrar, uh is there, but she just kind of doesn't really do much. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She just sits around in the tree and is like, "Here's a ring." <laughs> I'm like, "Thank you." She just throws it at you. Mm-hmm. Take my goddamn rings. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Sorry. yeah, and then my least favorite, hmm, hmm. Uh, I will have to say that's a tough one. If that's really. You, if tough. you say Spirit Tracks, it's okay. We agree with you. If you say no, Link to the Past, I didn't play. I actually didn't play Spirit Tracks. Good, don't. Um, actually, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am gonna end up playing it soon, or playing it again, actually, just because like I, I like. I need to experience it again. <laughs> I liked Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass um, was good. It was okay because it was utilized the the DS technology in the best way it could. Except it wasn't very good because it was still very early DS technology. Yeah, I liked Minish Cap. Um, best game, best game, best game. Minish Cap. A lot of people really like Minish Cap. Dude, Ezlo. Who's the best partner? I'm gonna have to say Skyward Sword. That's the common. That's answer. not. That's oh. not a bad choice at all. Wait, a it's although the thing is like Skyward Sword, I didn't think was terrible, but it's just not great. There were a lot of things that were wrong with it, and that was the that was the issue with it. It's like, just, yeah, I didn't have a bad time playing it. It's just it was so thoroughly unspecial. It's I guess boring. 
that mm-hmm. that as far as a Zelda game goes, like it's not a bad game as a game. It's pretty all right. But if it wasn't as, Zelda, if it didn't have Zelda attached to it, it would it would pro- it would stand well enough on its own. I would would have done better. Say. I think. Yeah. Did I, I probably would have liked it more. But the guys, we say this, but that game has like a ninety on Metacritic. So it's... yeah, <laughs> yeah like, did, it's... did I tell you guys that like I have a friend who he's it's, not. It's a also big one Zelda of the worst fan. selling ones in the franchise. I think is that's his really favorite. Now? What is? Yeah, that's his favorite Wait, game. Is... Skyward Sword. It's one of the worst selling in the franchise. Yep. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it, it tanked. I think it's, get I think it's popular amongst non-Zelda fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I yeah. said, like one of my closest friends, he loves that game to death. He thinks it's the best one. I'm like, dude, have you have you played other Zelda games? <laughs> um, I remember the first opinion yeah, I did. heard about that game was like, this is my favorite Zelda game I've ever played, and I was like, oh, oh, I'm not I'm not gonna you know judge him because of it. I just want to know like why does all right so why is he your favorite Zelda game? Tell me. Unfortunately for him, he's only played three Zelda games: that being Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. And he's like, yeah, Skyward Sword is my favorite out of all. So, but wow. speaking of favorites, like why why did you choose Oracle of uh, Seasons? Uh, yeah, the inferior really... game. Nah, listen, I'm so sorry that you are so wrong. Um, but <laughs> wow, I, I really I just love that it's like kind of action heavy mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to um, Seasons, which is more puzzle heavy. Confusing. Uh, I I like you mean as the, opposed to ages. Um, yeah, did I? Say, I'm sorry. Did I say seasons? Yeah, you almost agreed with me for a second. I just saved you. No, no, no. no. I welcome. like seasons because it's more action <laughs> like oriented seasons. as opposed to eight seasons because it's more action oriented <laughs> as opposed to ages. And then uh, the underground, uh, the the subrosion area is really cool. Oh, like finding all the, like basically a whole another forget world map. Is that spelled like subrosion? That's how I always sub subrosia. Yeah, yeah. Sub. I always said subrosion. Okay. Well, that's the people sub- at least. Like, just reminds me of bros. Like, so, welcome to the subrosion. Subrosion. No, I like the um the subrosia thing, and then um getting to pick your animal companion is pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moosh. I always went with Moosh because he's my favorite. <laughs> uh, and I then like uh, is he the kangaroo? He. Uh, that's, that's Ricky. 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 Yeah. yeah Rick. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the Dimitri is the the Dodongo, and then Moosh is the polar bear with wings. Yeah, um, I love that guy. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have a shirt with him on it, but um, <laughs> maybe the only piece of Oracle's merchandise ever made. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, I loved the way that the seasons changed, um, like the layout and like using it creatively to like get to different places, freezing lakes and stuff like that. I thought that was cool. The ring system is really cool, and I love, like, little collectathons like that. So it's fun. Um, Do you 100% character- games? Uh, I try to, if I'm really into it. Uh, I don't think I've ever collected every ring, but I've come pretty close. Um, then I also love, like, just all the little, like, the dungeons are cool, the items are cool. I found myself uh, getting very confused in Oracle of the Seasons really often. I just didn't know where to go. Uh, yeah, well, I think that's too. sort of that's sort of a, a, a Zelda limitation. Thing. A Zelda thing, but it's also a limitation of the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the Game Boy ones were a little confusing. I found that way in Link's Awakening, too. I right. mean, I felt like I didn't really know where I was supposed to be going in Link's Awakening sometimes, and Link's Awakening's awesome. But, um, I don't know, it's... It's just a really strong game, and then just the idea that like what you do in one game influences the other, which is pretty neat. Um, I love that. I just think everything works out really well with it. Um, and I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's it's also got good music too. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, it's the, the just, soundtrack for both those games. Was really I good, think I it was was it developed by Capcom and published it by was. Nintendo. It was. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Developers is Capcom. Um, you know who else yeah. developed a Zelda game? What, what other Zelda who? game Capcom developed? Uh, did they do Minish Cap? Did they do Minish Cap? They, they did. Oh, okay. you'll notice a lot of similarities between the games, actually. Which is why yeah. I loved Minish Cap. Minish Cap is my favorite. One. Well, it's my favorite. They one. definitely yeah, did do Capcom. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, but uh, so that's like hands down my uh my favorite one. My, okay, uh, and then like I said, least favorite Skyward Sword. But yeah, that's, that's right. It. Um, that's your favorite game. But uh, a fan asked uh this question. First of all, first thing he asks is about uh something you didn't really mm-hmm. want to get to. Uh, Colton from Utah asks, "What is your favorite story in the Zelda series? Not necessarily game, but story like side quest or something." Thanks. Oh, hmm. is that oh. also your favorite? Because he, I mean, we've been over this a few times. I think at least you and I have Jake. Uh, that you know, you might have a favorite game in the series, but you know, there's a there's another game who's which has a good story. Yeah, I think and... Skyward Sword had a pretty excellent story, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. But like, is he referring to subplot or overall plot? Uh, even side quest or anything. Just any story in the Zelda universe. Was was there one that you really liked? I already know yours, Jake. I want to hear uh, Alex's before we get into it. If you want to have, mm. want to say more about yours. Uh, the alien invasion in Majora's Mask. <laughs> Beautiful. They used Beautiful to be so choice. tedious, but like, I I really I now whenever oh, I, I go back it. and play, I it's just it's a piece of cake. I love it. It's so goofy and, and bizarre and almost seems out of place, but then I remember I'm playing Majora's Mask and I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's not that out of place. This game is out so of place. Tension. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love feeling that. Um, uh, no, you know, I was going to say something, but I'll save that for a different topic because we have to address this one. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd say my, my favorite subplot would be uh, the Kathy and Andrew side quest for Majora's Mask. Dude, yeah, that was so it. scandalous! Oh my god! Oh, that's that's that, also really good. That's, that was probably like if they made that into like a novella on TV. Oh my god, I'd be into that all the time. I would watch it every. As opposed time. to all the other novellas you watch. As of, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know me. I mean, whenever we talk, you're always watching novella. It's weird. Uh, which is, guys, he's joking. It's a joke. Um, it's not a joke. It, uh, shut up! <laughs> uh, oh my god! Who told him. Honestly, that that is one of my favorite little side things. And plus, it, oh my god, you know how many masks you get out of that little quest? You know how many items you get out of that? You get like five. You get you yeah. get the amulet. You get Cafe's mask. You get fucking excuse my language. I apologize. It's okay. It's only like the fifth you, time. You you get the wedding mask. You get you get so many things out of it. You get heart containers. It is it, I and then you have to do it like beginning to end of the game because like you have to do it during like the first part. So, and the very at last for the, the, what is it? The stone temple, whatever the hell it's called. Ikana. Ikana, Ikana yeah, you gotta tower have Ikana unlocked. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. This, this entire. Ikana, Ikana, Ikana. Ikana I want to say. Ikana. Yeah. It's, it's one, it's the longest sub quest, I guess. Like yeah. in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'd still mm-hmm. go with, uh, just in terms of story, I guess. The relationship between Midna and Link, just because it's one of the best developed ones in the series and shows them like trying something in terms of writing, uh, oh, that and possibly Gearheim story. Oh, dude, I, I totally general. disagree. I don't. Uh, I, I wasn't even gonna. Say, I wasn't even gonna say the cafe mask, but I, Ezlo, Ezlo and Link, Ezlo and Link, all day, every day. <laughs> best relationship. I swear to God, oh, that Chris. is the funniest relationship in the entire Zelda series. Like right. I had. 
that is, <laughs> it's, that, it's, it's very funny and it's very charming, but I don't think it had as much depth as Lincoln Midnight. Minish Cap has a really good story um, in terms of, like, Ezlo and Link, but it's it doesn't have the depth. It doesn't really have, you know, the, the things that you really need to have quality writing. Because you can have Whoa. funny characters, but you can have... Whoa. I'm not, it's not no, 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 keep going, keep going, keep going. It, 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 it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have the. It it didn't go in the places that it could have while still keeping the humor, and it's it's difficult to do that. It's really difficult with humor, um. But I want to get into another fan topic if you guys don't mind. Not at all. Uh, since I did, I was just talking about Midna. Uh, in an interview with Game Informer, Eiji Aonuma said, "If people were vocal enough, Midna could make a return of the Zelda series." Would you like her to return as a companion or a supporting character like Telma? Would this mean that the Wolf Link could make a return? I personally would like to see a direct sequel to Twilight Princess, where Link can switch between Hyrule and the Twilight Realm. I feel there's so much that can be done in that world. Also, is there a particular obscure Zelda race you would like to make you would like to make a return in Zelda U? The Twilight, maybe the Uka? Sincerely, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Oh, races and ethnicity. I thought he meant like racing. I was like trying to think of Zelda races. Well, we already have Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, for the that, horse so. race in uh, Ocarina right. of Time, Jake. <laughs> oh yeah, I was thinking like top like, ten the horse track. races in Zelda. Number ten, <laughs> Ocarina. It's also number one. Number four, nine, seven. Ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's also the dog race um, in Majora's Mask. Yeah, dude, that I don't want to get one. into this topic of races that, in Zelda. That, okay, yeah, that would be number one. All right, uh, races. Yeah. Um, I'd say one of my mo- two of my Goron is my favorite, but I know that's gonna return because. It's a Goron. Is, there are mountainous Goron. regions in that game. If the Gorons aren't there, yeah, I would yeah. be concerned. <laughs> um, they've been around and everything. They're the only race that didn't show any evolution. Like even the Zor- yeah. Why did Zoras evolve Zoras into just birds changed. when the whole world was water? That was weird. That was actually a very peculiar design. You choice. know, and it's I it's crazy because they went from being yeah. there. There were birds when the world was like all water. But before mm-hmm. that, but like in Link to the Past, they go from being like these like really cool sort of like humanoidous like people oh yeah people. they become they, they go become to like become like weird jackasses, weird they... like dragon monsters yeah it, for no they're, like they're technically considered a separate breed but they're still like that's they devolve <laughs> yeah um but yeah i remember the first time i played actually wind waker was my first gamecube game and uh when i first I'm like so made it, i was playing it with my older brother hush you <laughs> <laughs> when i was first hey. playing it we made it to the uh the rito people you know the birds and then he was like, he was a little bit older than me. And he was like, dude, that's, that's the Zoras. Look at them. They're so obviously the Zoras. I was like, Shh, you don't know anything. Shut up. Those are birds. I'm sorry. Are those fish, those are birds. Those are fish. And it turns out years later, they were actually, because the Hyrule Historia basically like canonically confirmed that they evolved. But that really threw me off because I don't understand. The, the whole thing about evolution is aren't you supposed to adapt to the surroundings around you? Yeah. And if the entire world is an ocean and you are a creature that swims in the ocean, why would you grow wings? There's they just, no reason for that. They just turned into regular ass fish. <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> they turn into full. I, 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 I don't know. Like, but yeah, yeah. Wind Waker. I think for me, for the race that I would want back, I uh, would be the Picori, otherwise known as oh, the Minish. The Minish, yeah. Because we haven't seen them in a while, and I think it'd be cool to have them in little three D type things. But the only thing about them is. They can only be seen by children, so mm-hmm. we would need like a child form of Link, which I doubt is going to happen in you know the near future, um, mm-hmm. unless they come up with like another type of two D game. 
Um, but it would be really cool to see them in the next one and maybe even shrink down to their size and hang out and meet this cool guy named Ezlo and uh, just have a good time. Honestly, I'd be down for any race coming back. I, I want the world to feel as big as possible and like having basically most of them come. Like, I would love to see a game where I... Kiri return and mm-hmm. so does the minute. Oh my god, so what, if they they live, what if they live in harmony together? I would love... Oh, that'd be so cute. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I would love if... That'll never happen. <laughs> I would love to see, and this is not really a race, this is more a group, I would love if the the newest Link is the one who started the Knights of Hyrule. The military unit. Because we hear about them so much. They're in a lot of games. They're in Wind Waker, they're in Four Swords, they're in Ocarina, they're in Link to the Past, they're in... They're in uh, uh, are they in Ocarina? Link's, yeah, they are. The Knights yeah, are. They're, oh, okay. uh, I don't well, know about... What, where, whoa, wait, okay. where, where are they in They Wind weren't Waker? exactly in... Ocarina, they're mentioned, and they're also mentioned oh, okay. in Wind Waker as being around. They said that Ganon's fortress is so impenetrable that not even the Knights of Hyrule could uh, besiege it. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but they're also in The Adventure of Link, and they're in Four Swords actually there. You actually see them in The Adventure of Link, and you do see them in uh, Four Swords Adventure. You see the Blue Knight. Um, they were in Hyrule Warriors, but they sucked. Yeah, yeah they were they're useless. not... They were always in trouble. It's... Well, I mean, for those games, I really don't even count that. Like, that's yeah, like saying the soldiers I, I that, that guard the castle count, but... are... They're, no, they're just yeah, bodyguards. Yeah. Um, they're just sentries. It's they're lame. Um, I would love to see like a cool sort of like mil- like knight unit that kind of like it would make sense because you know Link is supposed to be this like swordsmaster in a way or just a master of weaponry. And why why is he the only one? Why is he the only one of all these people of a of a kingdom? Why would he be the only one? Especially with like civil wars and things going on every couple of hundred years, you'd think that there would be more people that have military training. Right. So, I don't know. I would love to see them more. I would love to see some sort of interaction with them, because it kind of fits into the whole medieval fantasy setting that Legend of Zelda tends to fall into. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And as far as Midna being coming, like, as returning in the game, I, I would honestly, I would not mind her being in the game. I just don't think, I'd rather have it be, like, a a mention in a way. Like, we, we'd see something that would just look like her. Like, maybe, like, a statue or something. Like, yeah, I, 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 would, well, I love the character. And I, I want her to be important, but I think she'd be better off as a side character. With that, now by side character, I don't mean like unimportant. I mean like, I mean technically, Zelda and Sheik are side characters. Right, but they were very important. You know, mm-hmm. I, maybe just like have like a little like um, uh, you know how they they put the the, the Majora Mask in in like uh, a Link Between Worlds. Hmm. So something mm-hmm. something like that. Like I don't think it should be like, I, and I don't want to make it seem like it's not important. Maybe like say like. You're walking through Hyrule, and then you see, like, a big, like, I don't know, statue in, in the middle of, of, like, you know, the marketplace, like, of Midna. They'll be like, oh, why, why is that there? And they, they give us a whole nice story about, like, some sort of history thing and goes on Hyrule. <laughs> she, I don't know. She, will, she will inspire countless fan art. Countless it, very, honestly, very gross fan art. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. never go Dude, on the internet, ready. son. Prepare. Uh, I, I mean, Splatoon it's, depresses me. I mean, it's like, you know... There, it could, there could be a reference to her, but I feel like Midna's story is over. Like, there's yeah. no reason to bring her back. Yeah. She's, it's not like if That's she was just point. like a side character, like, uh, for instance, Malin or somebody. If they bring back Malin, then it's like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. She was the ranch hand, and you know, she's she... always the ranch. Hand. What if? She... Yeah, so that's fine. But like, Midna was such an important plot point, and you know the ending of that game and the resolution of that story is so key to her as a character that I feel like it would cheapen it if she was brought back. And I understand that everyone loves Midna and she's a very likable character to some people. 
But um, I feel like it, the reference is the best way to go for her. Yeah, maybe just like a nod. But to bring her back would just be blatant fan service that I feel would really cheapen the story because her story's been told. That's what Twilight Princess is about. It's about her. Mm-hmm. And to to bring it, her back and just because fans wanted it to feels like it would really kind of... It would seem cheap? Yeah, it would. like I said, it would cheapen the whole idea. Of I'd rather um, have the fans experience Midna through Twilight Princess instead of any other Zelda game. Yeah, exactly. And then, and not only that, but there can be a nod to her somehow. You a know? nod I mean, just to like tell how, them, go I play would, Twilight Princess. Be tough because yeah. like, what about in, uh, yeah. in A Link to the Past, you have Sahasrala as like your, your eternal guide? Like he, like yeah. he, he, you talked through stones. What if Midna was like a similar guide if the, there was a, sort of a sequel to Twilight Princess where they go through the same temples? Sure. Where she just mm-hmm. is the person that knows the information. She can't interact with you because she's stuck in the Twilight realm, but she is able to yeah. help you out. She's able to aid you. Because you remind hey. her of a familiar face. I don't know something like that where it's not, like you like you said, it's not really, it's not really cheapening her role in the other game, but it, it kind of gives her a chance to be back. I guess. I guess. I guess. But it just feels like anything we, would be we, like sort say, of like trying. Can we too say hard? spoilers? Can we say spoilers? Yeah, go for like, it. Like I'm assuming months. that everybody who is yeah who has played who wants to play Twilight Princess has played Twilight Princess. It Dude, came you out have like a week. six month time span. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I mean. It, even then, it feels like it would cheapen the ending because the whole point is she would never have contact with Link again. Right. And that, yeah. and it's a goodbye. It's goodbye forever. And like, yeah. to just be like, oh, it was goodbye forever, but surprise, I can actually talk to you. <laughs> that would just be like, because oh. he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, well, fuck it, then who cares? But, um, <laughs> it, it, sorry. No, it's fine. I'll beep bleep it, it out. Beep it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, the, that whole deal is like, I really love that resolution. I love when games like that don't have happy endings. And that's definitely <laughs> not a happy ending. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very bitter. It's bittersweet. It's very bittersweet. And especially for a Nintendo game, that's a very bittersweet ending. And it was really, it was, it, it had some, some feelings were had when I played that game. And it, I, I think to, I think it would make me feel not as involved in the character because it's like, oh, well then, whatever they can just do whatever they want with midna because now we can contact her anywhere but it's right. it, i mean hyrule warriors was different because you know who cares about the canon of that but it's hey the it, canon of that is just as important and it, its own universe doesn't even it's a sense. it's a parade yeah. hey but it's yeah it's, you don't it's, care it's about, very much a parade. you don't care about the story it's pretty, of a parade it's, it's pretty fun it's pretty fun yeah it is fun. it's a great game it's it's very fun but i just you know don't really yeah. invest too much story-wise yeah. mm-hmm. but um actually it kind of like mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know if you guys follow the Nostalgia Critic. I used to like him a lot. I used to. Uh, I don't... Yeah, yeah, not so much these days. I'm sure he's still great, though. But um, <laughs> in one of his reviews... I don't know. You just move on. Uh, but in one of his reviews, I can't remember what the movie was. It might have been the uh, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. where he was criticizing the ending of the movie for giving way too much away. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was the... um. God, what's that Dr. Seuss with the uh, I Speak for the Trees? What is the that? Lorax? Oh, yeah, that's the, the Lorax. Lorax. The Lorax. He was complaining about the ending because it just, for for lack of better phrasing, it kept going, and it didn't it didn't leave anything to your imagination. He says yeah. he was really upset by it because he says life isn't full of answers. We don't know what what was inside the box in Pulp Fiction, and we don't know a lot of there are a lot of things that we want to know, but the thing is that life doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. and Doctor Seuss is all about that. Things. So by doing that, they kind of re- lose the point of what a Doctor Seuss sort of thing is. 
he was specifically complaining because at the end of the movie, uh, he gives the kid uh, a seed, mm-hmm. and he thinks that that's that would have been a very you know he didn't like the movie. That was what they do in the book, isn't it? There, it would have been really good yeah. to just like leave leave whatever the future is to your own head. Isn't like, isn't that what the book is about? Like you get the seed, happens. he gets the seed, and that's like the idea is that you know yeah. you get to yeah. it is your it is your fate now. Yeah. Like, it it's is your destiny. Your destiny. Yeah. Unless but someone manifests it. the movie ends with seeing him planted and everyone parades around and oh, suddenly everything's happy and there's no badness anymore. Yeah. Like I, it's it's kind of good that like Twilight Princess ended and the that's way where the truth like and that's where the walking trees on. from Lord of the Rings come from. Yep. But if, you know, it's like, uh, it, I, I'm just very happy that, that it ended that way. And I don't, I don't want Midna. I love Midna. I, I, I enjoy her as a character quite a bit. I think she's sassy and fun, but, uh, I don't Not want... as sassy as Ezlo. Yeah. I, I, I really, I wish, I, I do not wish her to return in, in, in any main capacity to the, to the story. I think if she's she does, fine I just where hope she it is. Stays a lot of people have yeah. said they wanted to see like some sort of like spinoff game starring Midna. What about that? Do you think that that could be possible? Do you think that would Midna's, work? Midna's crossbow training. Let's see. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, <laughs> um, yes, finally. Midna's hand slap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, also, the race that I want to return is the Subrosians. Let's, come on. Nice. Dude, the doggy race <laughs> in Honestly, Majora's Mask. As far as, as far as like the new Zelda goes, I just hope the villain is interesting. I'm going to say it right now, guys. Ganondorf is not that interesting. Dude, they need to bring back Vadi, but it, I know Vadi's reserved for 2D. Let me... The problem I have with Ganon is that he doesn't really do anything. His his kind uh, of like me... identity is unknown. That is his like thing. Well, you don't Ga- know him. Uh, he Windmaker Ganon. Everything he great. does, everything yeah. he does is off screen, and every time you are interacting with him, he's not doing anything. Or he pushes you like, over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like think of Ocarina of Time for example, and, and the set and like after the set, when you're an adult, you can just wait in the field. For in-game months, even years, if you were crazy enough, absolutely nothing would happen. You guys kind of see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I th- I honestly think Skull Kid is a better villain. I know. Oh, you're talking about Majora's Mask again. Because he actually, he was like, I'm going to ruin he's the world. He's an antagonist Moon, to you. Town, done. He, that's to it. you, he's an antagonist. And that's the important thing is that the game introduces you in, in Majora's Mask. It introduces you to the villain immediately. It shows you this is yep. your villain. This is the This is your obstacle. He is your, he is the mountaintop overcome him in zelda you spend tw- you spend, it, you, spend you spend an hour and a half meeting that guy then you see him once you never you see him one time after that like five minutes then you never see him again like all, all, all i'm led to believe is he just sits in his castle like practicing scowls for the day he meets link like he doesn't do anything that's He's definitely gonna awesome. play tennis I'm gonna play the organ until he comes whenever he comes. That, that's Ocarina's problem. Like you fight, you fight like the ghost of him like once or like whatever the what, the, the Phantom. Phantom yeah, Phantom you fight Ganon. him once and it's just like okay, and they tell you oh in seven years he's gonna be bad. I'm like, all right, but like why is he gonna be bad? I want to see, I want to see that. I want to live it. I, I just want the villain to directly affect you at, at more often than just you can just sit here in the field forever. Like I want there to be consequent. Like I, I liked having consequence. To, for the world not waiting around on you hand and foot. I really like that. We were talking earlier The villain about, in... Um, um, just two more that I want to mention. The villain go on, go on, in go on, go on. A Link Between Worlds. Very well done. Uh-huh. There's an obstacle. You're given sort of like an understanding of how your growth goes because of how and you... And he's a checkpoint. He shows up all the time. Like, he's constantly there. Yeah. Um, and then the wizard Aganim. Aganim? Aganim? Aganim. Yeah. Uh, same thing. You fight him twice. 
but like it's kind but it's early in the game and then later in the game you know it's and there, there's kind of there's a rhythm to it in in a lot of these games it feels like it's kind of just haphazardly placed again is always the goal you always have to go and beat him in a link to the past and so he's he's that constant mountaintop where with ganondorf it always feels like he's kind of just thrown in a lot of the time the problem i have with these bosses is that you are playing the game mm -hmm. in the story when a status quo has been set. So nothing around you is immediately changing with the passing of days. Right. When Ganondorf takes over, he's taken it's over. It's already done. That's it. He's just, he, it's done. So there's no, there's nothing You're really reacting going on. You're reacting as opposed on, to, so to speak. creating. Exactly. And, and like, we were talking earlier about, um, you, our, our, our lovely guest, mentioned that one of his favorite subplots is the, the ranch. And honestly, that's one of the things I love most, not just in Majora, but in any game, is, like, waiting for... Okay. Oftentimes, people will say one of their least favorite things to do in a game is waiting. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things to do is waiting, but with good context. Yep. So when you're outside of the ranch, and it's, like, 1 a.m., and you're waiting for her to come out in the next 30 minutes to give you to give you your information, there's a lot of tension, because you don't know what's about to happen, but you know something is going to happen. So then you just sit there on the ranch and you're waiting, you're staying up, you're having a stakeout, waiting for something to happen. No villain really ever does that. And this isn't just Zelda, it's a problem with a lot of games where nobody does anything. In Skyrim, nobody did anything. You, The, the main dragons showed up sometimes if the, you slay them and they're the, done. They tried and... to have subplots and subquests going on all the time where you could walk across and you meet prisoners and stuff like that. But it's still very difficult to implement those things in a game. It's still very difficult it's, to implement it's... an entire quest line that relies on the player randomly bumping into someone in the middle of a field yeah. while they're walking to places. Especially when they have a travel system that allows you to teleport to places. So most people really don't walk to places once they've done that. There's there's a game idea I have, and I, I, I'd rather not say on the podcast, so I might tell you guys you guys afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not the, the game I've shared with you, Adam. That's it's fine. a totally different one. Mm -hmm. Where it, like, it's it kind of does what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, where, where, you know, like things will happen and if you miss it, you kind of missed it, but you'll get another chance at it. Uh, and it's, it's complicated and I'd rather not say it on the show because I am a game it's designer. It's sort of like Pokemon, how if you miss getting the shiny <laughs> Pokemon, then you just come back after you beat the Elite Four and then there it is again. I'm talking about Gyarados in the Sinnoh region, the one that everyone hates. Eh, more or less, I guess. Or like when you uh, kill not, the Legendary. So no, like when that. you kill the Legendary in any Pokemon game and you go defeat the Elite Four and then you come back, he's there. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But... Go, go play. But yeah, um, so sorry about that that tangent. I, I've just no, been thinking fine. a lot about villains in games before, or, or actually within this week. Speaking and, yeah. of tangents, here's another fan topic. <laughs> here's the fan topic. Let's hear it. Um, this actually has to do with Skyrim and how we were talking about the transportation system. Uh, All right, let's hear it. Hey, guys. Seeing as how big the world of Zelda U is going to be, how do you think transportation will be handled? Of course, Epona, or the horse, not sure if that is Epona, is going to be one, but going from one corner to the other is going to take a long while. So, do you guys think there's going to be warp zones like in Twilight Princess, or are there going to be warp songs that take you directly to the dungeons slash temples in as in Ocarina of Time? Love the podcast. Oh, that's a great question. I work a 12-hour shift, and re-listening to your other podcast always makes me laugh. Jake and Caleb are the OTP. Take care, Adam, on your journey to E3. <laughs> oh keep my on, god! I, Write our fan fiction. Keep oh on the good god. work. I'll read it. How come? How Martin. Come, Thank you, Martin. All right, Martin. <laughs> Let me just say something. Oh no, Adam! Please be, please be me. Go f yourself. Oh no, <laughs> that's oh, how you make God. enemies. 
Good. Because you know uh, what? I'm, I, I'm very flattered. Thank I've you for your kindness. I've worked hard. Words. I've worked hard since day one or day five, whatever, whatever <laughs> f- my first episode was. Day five. Jesus. I, I was on the fifth podcast, I think. Week five. <laughs> I, I, either way, oh my God. I've had such a strong, you know, I've been good. I've been here. I'm giving my opinions. I'm such a great, I'm just, I'm a great guy. And I get less than 8%. I feel unwanted. Adam, I want you to name this episode, wham. <laughs> and then it's in quotes and then Chris. Just hyphen Chris. Uh, I mean, if you read the write-ups, I always make them personal, so. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, um, I'm just easy. Chris, I love you. You're Well, he didn't say, oh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't say that they're his favorite people. He just said that. Caleb and they're OTP. Caleb and Dick are he doesn't like... even know. He doesn't even know the chat between Caleb and I. Caleb and I have the way better fan fiction that is much more observed than Jake and Caleb. Is it now? Is, oh, have you seen the haikus? <laughs> have you? You you've never seen the 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 uh, OTP relationship that me and Post Adam have. It's very oh yeah. Very you and Post Adam, you're so intimate. <laughs> we it's, are. Yeah, it's kind of like that that like deviant art pictures of of Pit and Dark Pit making out with himself. Man, I'm gonna leave it. this show and I'm gonna go join anyway, this show fifty percent off. Guys, I don't let's, even remember what the question was. Let's get into was. the topic. Uh, well, oh, so, geez. do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, welcome to our podcast. It's what we do. We go on nice. insane yeah. tangents. Alex, Alex, can I join fifty percent off? <laughs> yeah, you guys don't like me. You yeah, can be the you pool. Can, you don't have to do anything. Your name is just in the credits. <laughs> Thanks. At least I'm that'd appreciated cool. somewhere. I feel like that'd be oh, cool. Oh yeah, the overworld. Anyway, yeah, yeah. No, the uh, here's what I think they're gonna do, dude. Fly around on the cloth be... on your little parachute thing. That's what you I do. think you're obviously gonna have your horse. I think what it's gonna be is you're gonna have one song that lets you teleport, and you get to pinpoint on the map exactly where you want to be dropped off. <laughs> one song. It takes you to one place in the map. It's Sir Hazrel's house, so you can talk to him. He offers no guidance. Perfect. I, f- I feel like that would be uh, extremely counterintuitive to the way that uh, Zelda designs itself. Uh, what do you mean? M- well, mostly because there. Uh, why then? What would be the point of exploring if you could just teleport anywhere? Dude, there's. Um, like, but I mean, like, I, Zelda games have shown that like there's teleporting in different ways in each game. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, uh, let me let me phrase places that you've been. Yeah, of obviously. So I, uh, it would just because... basically be a song that would enable fast travel. Basically, yeah, yeah exactly. After yeah. you have already been there. Sure. After you've been there. Just kind of like how it's called the song of laziness. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went with that, considering the size of the world. It's you're you're gonna. Warp Zone seems just as like you know feasible, even though it's not Twilight anymore. They might do something similar to that, more similar, I think. So I mean, musical instruments. In the preview that we've seen, uh, there was the sailcloth where he jumped up a high point. So I think that there might be. You're gonna fly around. I think I think one of the things they might do is have a lot more opportunities to just choose the way you travel. So there might be boat options. There might be there might be a uh, horse. Dude, there's got to be a boat. I mean, there's when we saw the the big map, there was clearly like islands and just like tiny little ar- archipelagos. Yeah. So ar- archipelagos. archipelagos. Or he just makes the horse into a boat. Yeah, boat horse. <laughs> oh, it's like a transformer. Sounds like a game on Steam. Dude, this just is like the... a really bad Steam game. This is the boat prequel horse. to Transformers the movie. This is the, the the long collaboration that we've always want, waited for. It's Sakurai's dream long. project. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I I really could see it being handled either way. I feel like for Zelda, they might not have really anything because I feel like they might make you want to explore this sort of environment a little bit more. I th- I think that this game really is going to be focusing on exploration more than any other Zelda game. As cool as yeah. it's going to suck. Oh my god. Like having it's, to like, and that's not gonna stop. I mean, after you've already been in the game, you want to explore. Like, 
and you want to go to certain places, like... Oh, having know, to travel going. around. Yeah, I can Yeah, imagine. that's going to suck. I get that. So, I mean, I, guys, I got I to gotta be frank. I really do think... We're Hello, Frank. Welcome stuff to the podcast. E3. Yes. I'm, I'm almost positive we're going to see Zelda at E3. If not the Wii U version, we're going to see something. We'll see... Well, I don't know. A lot of people don't know about this, but Nintendo announced they're making a new 3DS game for Zelda, like, forever ago. They're just like, yeah, we're working on one. I think that was Majora, that, wasn't that it? Was, no, no, no. no it, was, it, it wasn't Majora. It's, a, it's another they one. They said they were working on a brand new one. They oh. said that after A Link Between Worlds, I think. Yeah, they said they're, they're working on a new one. So there's that. Uh, there's always the rumor of Twilight Princess returning. Uh, we'll see something. It's not going to be fair. What as if... long as it's in the style of 2D Link, and I'm talking 2D Minish Cap Link, I'm talking sweet what if it's 2D a sequel... glorious Jesus Link. That's what I want. What if it's a uh, sequel to A Link Between Worlds, but he can switch between realms? But but it was already a sequel to A Link to the Past. No. Or not a sequel, but based in the same you know, yeah, kind of Yeah, no, what world. I'm saying, new 2D game, but it's still like has something to do with Twilight Princess. Just a just a thought. Um, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want that. Well, I don't I, want I, you, but you're here, so. All right, Adam, listen, <laughs> listen, man. I don't, I don't, I don't take this. Send everyone, send Chris your your love mail at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Send me your love mail. So, actually, I don't have one of those. <laughs> so, I don't, you don't have what? <laughs> one of those Zelda Informer podcast at gmails. That's, well, Adam would read it. He yeah, that's really that's that's Adam. Yeah, um, I do all the work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I just show up. I no, just show up and scratch myself. I honestly, you guys can't see. for the next 2D, I would or the next 3DS, I guess is what I'd be saying. That I want would probably be like something that has uh more kind of classic uh DS, not DS, more kind of based off the classic handhelds mm-hmm. that came out before, or mm-hmm. you know, classic 2D games, something like that. If it's another a Link to the Past or based in that world, you know, Link Between Worlds. Cool. I would much rather prefer something more of the style like Minish Cap 3D right. 2D Link or Fa- even Phantom Hourglass, you know, like Wind Waker, that Toon Link. That's the Link that I, I adore to death. I want them to do more with that one. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to a little bit more to Alex. I feel like uh, it'd, it'd be fun to just have a sort of conversation with you. We have a fan topic that has to sure. do with you that we haven't gotten into yet. Um, okay. So what do you do online? <laughs> where, where, do, uh, yeah. who, where did you get who started? Are you? Who are you? What is your name? Where do you live? So I can bother you. Uh, what? Say, what n- nothing. Uh, this this is the the interview part. Yeah. This is where we ask you the questions. Oh, I okay. Oh, um, I'm Alex, aka Octofim. I do um anime parodies on YouTube. Uh, weeb. So yeah, I'm. It's true. Yeah, I'm a huge weeb. Um, okay, but yeah. Yeah, I parody the series uh, Free Iwatobi Swim Club, which is an anime about swimming. Uh, and yeah, that's sort of what I've been doing for the past two years. Just about, yeah, about two years. I, wow. I will say this. Adam actually showed me that the, for the I've always seen Octopip, Mr. Yes. Alex. I've seen that's you me. on Polaris a bunch of times. I just never went to your channel. It wasn't until, I want to say around November or December last year that Adam mm-hmm. showed me 50% off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? What am I watching? It was after a few episodes I started to get into it just because he's telling me these subplots between characters that, you, that you've given them. And I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. Why is there a relationship between these two? I love it. Yeah. It's great. It gets, it gets a little bit weird. but um, <laughs> No, yeah. it's, it's great. I mean, it's, I, I, I became very fond of it. Well, thank yeah. you. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. But that's what I do. I do videos on the internet. Um, I try to. I sometimes mm-hmm. stream video games. 
Um, you recently quit your day job to focus solely on working on online content. That's what is, correct. What is that transition like? Like, was it strange? Oh. Was it difficult? I know that... What, well, was, what was your day job? Uh, I worked at um, uh, Maker Studios. So I did... I worked with Polaris, and uh, I did their social media for a while. So I was doing... I was running the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. things like that. Which is why there were all and, those shark uh, memes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, and yet uh, you still show up all the time for for you know um, what is what is that one show that Daily Dungeon Bite does? no Daily Bite and the other one the one on Friday it's, Friend uh, Zone Friend Zone yes yeah Friendzone. yeah we uh well they were basically like we like you a lot do you want to still come in and and do Daily Bite and I was like okay I mean it's just an hour out of my day on Monday yeah, Wednesday I mean, it sounds or, it sounds like fun yeah on Tuesday Thursday to read the news you know so that's enjoyable yeah um so I feel really lucky that I get to do and that I feel like and um, isn't it more you're more as a you're more seen as I guess collaborator now instead of just a uh, employee. Yeah, exactly, is... and that was kind of one of the reasons why I left is I felt like they were just sort of saw me as oh he's a guy who has a channel as opposed to like he's actually a talent. Might yeah. as well be the guy with the channel. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. kind of worked would... on that, and I think that's what a lot of people seem to be doing these days. Yeah, it feels yeah. like they started a company and then they work their way up into becoming something as a part of yeah. like as part of like a, their passion. I mean, that's why they. I guess that's kind of the draw of the place. Yeah, I mean, to me personally, it was like, I mean, the opportunity to work at Maker was huge. Like, I met so many awesome people and made a lot of really good friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, all the stuff I learned there was really useful. So, you met a cool friend of the show, Vernon Shaw. Yeah, uh, Vernon's a really cool dude. Um, yeah, he's all right, I guess. He's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's a dope chap. Yeah. You also, I've, I've been a big fan of this dude since his Machinima days. You got to meet Matt Danovic. Uh, yeah. Um... Matt is I, awesome. We actually just we I filmed something with Matt the other day. I don't know if I can say what it is, but uh, uh, you could say that. Give a hint. Later. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a show, uh, oh. but it's a it's an online thing. Oh, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I've, I I think I started watching Matt when he was on Machinima's early stuff in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. That's Inside Gaming. Didn't you do Inside that? Gaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before and now he's actually back over there, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. I'm like, man, he got to return to like the stuff that I like you know first watching him and i was just like man and when he made the transition to maker i was like now he gets to be with all those cool people and then that's where i found out about you and dodger and all those cool guys mm-hmm. and girls mm-hmm. i just thought i feel like that that company itself is just kind of like a place where all you all you cool guys it's are. a powerhouse all you cool give a lot of exactly a lot of, like really strong is. names there it's kind of crazy how many uh, uh both at maker yeah 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 at maker. yeah there's a lot of people there and, and you know a lot of people that i've met that i was fans of which yeah. is kind of crazy, and like that, like it's it's sort of surreal, you could say. Yeah, yeah. Meeting it's, someone it's you, very, it's whose very work surreal. you really like, like uh, what I mean, meeting you and Brett was kind of like a crazy experience for me because I'm a huge fan. Uh, yeah. of Just your style of humor. <laughs> oh, thank meeting you. Brett was like, meeting Brett was very it's just funny. like Brett's, it's, Brett's an interesting guy. He's funny. <laughs> he, yeah, he's very funny. I don't know what it is, but he makes me laugh just with the way he speaks. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. It's 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 like a weird sort of like rhythm. Um, yeah, the, he's funnier on his. He's way funnier on his feet than I am. But if you if you put me behind, are the, you funnier on your hands? Yes. If you, if I stand on my hands and say jokes, they're much funnier. Um, you hold the microphone with like your left, like in between your toes. Yeah, like, and I just what kinda, about airplane food? Yeah, What's up? you see all these people walking on the then, feet. Who are these people? <laughs> who are these people walking on their feet? Well, they're not walking yeah. on your hands. Is the new trend? <laughs> um so yeah but it, his his that's why his script writing is, is very very good mm-hmm. and uh, uh but i it tends to take me a couple more times to really get going so that's why i like 
getting behind a microphone. But you're very, you're because... very friendly. You're very, oh, well, you thank know, you. it like you, you seem to have like this sort of like interest in connecting with people. I think that's why, you know, I mean, it, it shows in like your video co- content, at the very least that you have this like, like a very inviting personality. And that's, that's good. That's what you need. I think, you know, it, it, it's a strong, I definitely want to say it, it was there when, even when you were doing social media for a maker, I, I know there was a few times right. I saw tweets between, cause you did their, you did their, most of their tweets, I believe. Uh, for the, for Polaris? Yes. Uh, I used to. Um, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, that's what I mean. I, well, back when, I remember before you made the announcement that you were leaving, um, there were a few times that people would be like, notice me, senpai, and then you, like, I, you have been noticed. Mm-hmm. And I just, seeing the interaction between, I guess, you and, you and the fans, it's like, oh, this, this guy cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to, to talk to the fans and all that stuff, and that's really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, it, it was an awesome opportunity. You, and you um, felt like you you sort of yeah. grew in sort of the uh, in the 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 work that you were doing by being there by being around these people. Did you feel like it was kind of like you were driven to do more, uh, to do to do better work uh, when you were seeing people do work all the time around you, like the, the sort of people yeah, that you admired? It was, yeah, it was sort of like, and not only just them, but some of the people that I worked with too, like some of the smaller channels that I just saw grow, and I saw some of them grow and surpass me, and I was like. You know, I could be spending this time helping them grow, helping myself grow. You know, I would be remiss to just ignore my own ambitions to, you know, become a better online content creator. So I was like, you know what? I should just take some time. I should, you know, leave the job and focus on my own work uh, and, you know, take some time for me. And I'm really happy with it. Yeah. What were the what were the sort of big changes that you saw come once that that transition happened uh, in terms of like, you know, income? Or just like stability, things like that, schedule wise, you know, did you feel like, you know, it was, there was a lot of like improvements in terms of like your free time and like what you're able to produce? Uh, I, did you... I feel like, yes, um, there, there is more time now to do what I want, but also I feel like I'm more busy now right. that I'm not working. It, it's very strange. Like you filled but up. But what your would you rather be doing? It's, it's like, I, I, so I, I'm a big fan of the kind of funny guys, you know, they, they start out IGN doing great stuff and then they decide to do their own thing and move over to kind of funny. Well, they've, they've, and, we, know, we, they started that channel by themselves originally and then they just yeah, kind of, bef- yeah, while they're still yeah. working, but now it's like their full-time mm-hmm. thing. But like, they always say like, this is what we wanted to do. We left our jobs like that. that were stable and safe and everything for this. Very comfortable, work very comfortable jobs. Yeah. But, well, I mean. They're always saying how they're staying up mega late or waking up super early just so they can do what they want to do. Right. And I'm like, that's very, that's really admirable. And I, I believe those are the kinds of people that like, those are the real guys. People well, I mean, they're the, the most, real heroes. Well, I mean, for the most yeah. part, doing so, online content so, is very unrewarding. Like there's, there's the, the satisfaction comes from the fan interaction from knowing that you're making people happy and making people enter, mm-hmm. making people feel entertained. I mean, <laughs> any anytime I get somebody coming up to me or sending me a message saying, "Hey, I love fifty percent off," you know, I really like the work that you and and Brett do. Uh, it's just really flattering. It's nice to hear that 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 we because I mean, basically, we just make jokes that we think are funny. Yeah, you know, we just we just make well. Brett writes the script, and then I'm like, you know, I'll add a joke here or there, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'll when I'm doing the editing, I'll just put in something that I think is funny, and then I'll send it to him. He's like, "Yeah, that's funny," and we just make a show that that we enjoy. And then it's really nice that other people enjoy it. So, you know, it's yeah. just sort of like you're finding other people that share your sense of humor. And so that's always really nice. That's and what it's you really can hope for. It's, well, yeah. you know, Alex, hmm. I admire you. Well, thank you. And your, and your job and your work. And, you know, I think what you guys are doing is great. It inspires me to work harder every day. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, 
We're very well yeah, served. Yeah. Service. Oh, stop. I would, I would give you a hug if I could. Oh, sendinghug.exe. Uh, Alex, can I give you exactly. a hug from Chris and also me when I uh, yeah, okay. next week? Cool. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that weird? I might be able to see you in a yeah. week. Yeah. That's so strange. Yeah, I'm going through... um. Uh, some friends at Square Enix. Oh, wow. Uh, That's really cool. Okay, yeah. please, for the love of God, please get some Kingdom Hearts footage and give it to me. <laughs> yeah, leak <laughs> oh, all the insider information. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I, I went to Square Enix not long ago. I can't say what for, but... Not um, yet. That's fine. Yeah, they, no, not yet. But they um, they were very nice. They were they were awesome. They're so cool and, well, uh, you, and, and really, You're really, awesome really a big fan of their... Uh, the, la- the, the previous the Final Fantasy XIV... Um, yeah. which I found a little bit hard to get into, but that's more, I think it's cause it's, it, it encourages more yeah. of a player like group interaction sort of thing. Like, you know, forming is, is a, it, wait, a is guild. That, that's not type of? zero. Is no, it, right? no, 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 it's the it's, MMO. Okay. It's the, uh, oh, okay. Okay. right now. Yeah. A rumor born. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of friends who I played league with who got me into it and we have a gigantic free company, which is essentially the guild. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, <laughs> the yeah, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's just the group of people that play together and it's, right. it's very, very, fun and the story is engaging i i just i love that game and i'm a huge huge final fantasy fan really so it's which uh, got a lot of fan service what what is your favorite final fantasy five. please don't say seven okay, okay good. thank god yeah yep I, final fantasy five is my favorite that's and a good everybody one. always kind of gives me weird looks when i say that no no i think it's, it's i think it's a good choice i yeah it's not even cloud strife <laughs> all right i've never no. played final fantasy <laughs> no, no, okay. i will say my favorite, no, my favorite Final Fantasy. That's not entirely true. My favorite Final Fantasy is in the Seven series, but it's not. It's not Seven. Dirge of Cerberus. Or, uh, <laughs> no, God, please stop. <laughs> Actually, no. Um, Crisis Core. I, I, Crisis yes, Core. it is Crisis, Crisis, Crisis Core. Crisis is really good. real good. You know that uh, so, the director. It's just because I'm, I'm not too much of a of a like you know what, what is it uh, turn based. I, I like just like straight up action. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know um, what's his name? Uh, Tabata. Tabata, the director, yes. is directing Final Fantasy 15. I didn't know that. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that yep. is a good oh, same director. Definitely, I, I didn't know that. So maybe I'll, I will give Final Fantasy another That's chance. because... Or, go ahead. I'm sorry. You can go. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I was going to say, uh, the it's action combat, again, in, in Final Fantasy oh. 15. It's, it's, you see, that's... Yeah. They did that with Kingdom Hearts. I loved it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do the Final Fantasy. Yep. I love yep. it. Yep. It's, gonna... it's very fun. I played the demo at, at the offices, and it was very, very fun. Did, was, is this the Square Enix office in LA? Yes. Or is this the one? In, yeah. Okay. I, so I went to LA like two so, weeks ago, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. And that was the first, after I left LAX, that's the first <laughs> building. Oh, uh, yeah. It's the Square Enix office. Yeah, they're right in El Segundo. Why? It, but it's so like, out of all the places they could be, they chose like that area that isn't around like, I didn't see any other big buildings around there. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the Boeing um, offices over there, which is pretty big. But um, I mean, that makes sense because it's an airport. But uh, yeah. it's it's very they're very great. weird place to stream. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, they're they're a great company. But I was yeah. just like, that is a wonderful location. Yeah, guys, they were they were so so cool, and I can't I can't say thank you to them enough. They are they are really great. So uh, what are you going to be doing what, at the event through them? Are you just uh, did they just get you like a pass or nothing? They... Nothing specifically for them. Okay, it was just um yeah. They, hey, you want to come? Yeah. Uh, well, it was it was basically, and it wasn't even that. It was like because um companies now have a prosumer code uh that they can give out. Um, you can be invited uh, oh. to E3. Um, that's okay, what that's I thought. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm Did so you... it was kind of I think through that thing. Uh, one thing about E3, uh, kind of I know this is kind of a, a little bit getting off topic, but did you see uh, mm-hmm. Atlas's E3 announcement? I didn't. What was it? Uh, you know, uh, Persona Four Dancing All Night. Yes, they are having a. They're gonna have a stage at their uh, the Atlas booth. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you get on stage and dance with them, you can compete for prizes and you get a free T-shirt. 
Sick. I'm totally doing that. <laughs> yeah. Thinking about doing it. Me? One of my friends is like, "You I, need to do that." Can I dance with Teddy? <laughs> oh, if I can dance with Teddy, I'm down. I don't know if I don't know if there's gonna be. Care- I really hope that there are actually. I, I would love if there was a Teddy there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, seriously, that'd be perfect. Uh, but yeah, um, that uh, one of our fans had a topic for you that I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this question's for Octopen, but I hope I'm not too late. Of course, you're not too late. Um. Yeah. I've heard your name in passing from the dark corners of Tumblr and Facebook, but everyone seems to whisper the same thing. Oh my Homesuck. <laughs> now I know myself how awful it can be sometimes, so I've always wondered, what was the straw that broke Epona's back? Or was it mainly just a disinterest in things? Cotton, Colton from Utah. Thank you, Colton. It's a cool name. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just lost interest in the comic. That was it. I just, you know, sometimes you grow out of things. And I, I mean, I was heavily involved in that stuff for gosh four years or something like that you know uh a long long time and uh like if you go back when was my first video uh oldest to newest it's like two years ago isn't it like 2013 to, uh my first upload was in 2011 wow. um I don't and my last upload about uh for homestuck was in that that uh, I would let's count this one as the last one was in 2013. Oh wow! So you know, I mean, I was involved and I was involved in the fandom before making videos. So I don't know. I just sort of grew out of it. I was like, eh, I'm kind of done with this, right? And uh, and that was it. And there's, there's no, like no bad blood against the com against the comic or creator or anything. It was just kind of like, yeah, I just want to try something else. You that. got kind of like, but you kind of got stuck with the idea of it. You kind of got stuck with the the namesake. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yep. you know, if you sort of retire, if you sort of don't do anything to change your fate, you're like you know, you can't. <laughs> oh, you know, God. nothing's gonna yeah. happen. Do you, if you had a chance to change your homestuck, would you? Um, okay, I'm I'm about to lose this <laughs> right now. So anyway, I um, it's good. Uh, I wish I could do the tongue roll, the 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 rolling of the R. Great, <laughs> great. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I yeah, but that was um you know, I, I don't really uh I don't really um I don't have any like bad blood or anything. Animosity. Yeah. yeah, animosity or bad blood towards the comic. It's just I don't one of those things that I'm kinda like, eh, whatever. Right, right. But, yeah. Happens. Yeah. Um I feel. Do you guys want to get into the last fan topic? I think we have time. Alright, let's do it then. Um Something I would like to see, uh our amoeba of the Zelda characters through several games, Ocarina of Time, Link, Toon Link, Twilight Princess Link, in uh, Zelda U. This could be utilized to add new gear to specifically each game to open new areas, such as the optional dungeon that could only be explored by Ball and Chain, or a heart container that can only reach the magic leaf. Thoughts? Joe. Uh, do it. Uh, oh, I mean, don't, like, make it like you have to, or anything like that. Like, make it make a complete game, please. Oh my god, I don't want to have yes, to go and buy don't, every... Don't piecemeal. The deal don't the tease me with things but if anything offer it after you release the game like yeah work on uh, work on that technology i wouldn't don't i wouldn't plan mind that with dlc you... never plan with dlc yeah, yeah. yeah i mean you can have it in the back of your head but that's as far as you go until you release right. the game right or until like maybe you're like the game's in the middle of being published and then you can work it mm-hmm. but i i will be all for that just release a nice complete game first and then a little later, you can release DLC, I guess, if that's a Zelda thing you want to mm-hmm. do. I know that's Dynasty Warriors type of thing to do, but yeah. I don't think that's Zelda. No, that wasn't Zelda. It was... But it ain't Zelda. Honestly, I wonder how they're going to 
use Amiibo. Like, I, I really thought about this, and it's the same thing. Like, how would they ever use DLC for it? Because... I mean, whatever the items you gain from whatever DLC area won't be usable in the main quest, and they can't give you extra heart pieces because that would throw off the even 20 you usually get. Um, I've always sort of, like, unless it's, like, just a, a costume or whatever, I, I really don't know what all they can do with Amiibo or DLC. What do you guys think? Um, I think... I hope they don't really put it in there. I, I Zelda's not known I for just... having DLC. I mean, as much as... As cool as it would be to have it in there, I I, I actually would prefer. If I they can see them doing something do as simple like as scan I, link, get a free red potion, and as like minimal as that is, as harmless as that is, it would also feel like kind of pointless to even like bother yeah. buying them. Yeah, no. it's either going to be pointless or too too involved for it to be fair to people that don't buy them. I'm kind of worried they won't find that happy middle, you know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm kind of hoping they yeah, don't do it at all. I, I would. I really that would be the best no decision. I. I really. I mean, my thoughts on DLC Brace are very. <laughs> I think. I think Zelda's the one series. I think they actually know that Zelda's the one series that not to put DLC with. The only exception Hyrule was Warriors. the yeah, Zelda but, Warriors. Yeah, it was. It was. It was all like Hyrule, stuff you could that, get in the game anyway. It, and the yeah, DLC yeah, was it, totally it, different. It was like you bought the DLC separately. I'm. I'm like that. That's. They're not and tying like, it to something you have to physically go and put... find and buy and hope you get. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Destiny <laughs> did one of the like worst DLC that. things I've ever seen in a game ever. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I will I will buy Destiny when all the DLCs out and they're making Destiny two. They advertise. That's, 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 that's gonna be a while. I thought they said they're gonna support the game for like ten years, but they advertised DLC in the story. <laughs> Like, uh, there was, like, this group of people who were like, yeah, we're going to go do this thing. And it's like, all right, sign me up. I want to do the thing. The thing is DLC. They advertise the DLC inside the game, and you can't do it unless you buy it forever later when it comes out. And I think that's really sweet. I mean, Bungie. they do plan on making a Destiny 2, so I think they're going to they're gonna fix their mistakes then. Uh, I'll, I think they're only... The, the, the bad thing about them right now is that they're publishers Activision. And, it, like, we know from Call of Duty, Activision's all about the monies. They are all about the... Buy this season pass. Buy that. Buy everything that you can, and you know, shove it down your throat. You know, do you guys think season passes are? I mean, if DLC is the trend that we're going into, do you think season passes are actually a good thing? Uh, yes and no. Uh, it depends. Yeah, it's it de- very much a because yes and no. you, you depending you, on it depends Bioshock on the game. Infinite is the perfect example because sometimes you get the first DLC for Bioshock Infinite, which is an arena shooter, and you want to scream because that's it's an insult. <laughs> It's an insult to everything you paid for. And then sometimes you get Burial at Sea, which is a really good continuation of the story, uh, but it's more of a side plot that you don't really have to wa- uh, play through that really yeah. feels like it was worth the money because it was actually interesting. may not have played as well, but it was actually interesting, and it felt like you know it was a cool sort of thing that you know had nothing to do with the game, was something they thought, thought about later on and that they wanted to put in for you to kind of experience. So it's really a uh, give or take. Uh, also, like Batman uh, could, Arkham Knight, there is another part. Arkham Knight is pretty sleazy. They, right they've here. gotten some. I don't know if we should even talk about Arkham Knight DLC yet, though. Well, they have some a cool of, part. A lot of information well, they about have DLC some cool we don't stuff, know. Like the uh, Red Hood DLC actually looks pretty neat. That, but that's pre order. That's pre order. Right. It's stupid that it's pre order because I can tell you guys as a game designer. You, there is, you know you're going to get it with the, the game, game of your edition at the end of the year. Yeah. That means it's in the game. They just deliberately version. took it out for people who pre-order. And that's what's so stupid about it. Yeah. Uh, but it it let me tell you something. When Arkham City came out, and I all right, so I didn't pre-order it. Actually, I, I did. I got the Robin great. DLC or whatever. Nice. 
during the game yeah during the game of the year edition when it came out you know a year later you know right. what it had everything it had it had all the DLC, yeah. including the Well, pre-orders. that's that's yeah. the thing. You want to have... Guaranteed, if you're going to make a pre-order get thing, it. it has to be in some version of the game later on. You can't just cut that off. That's really yeah. nonsensical. That, I mean, and that's why I think that if, if <laughs> DLC, offensive. this quantity, is going to be a big thing, wait until the Ultimate Edition or the Complete Edition becomes... That, uh, that's happens. probably what I'm going to do. Because that's Arkham pretty Knight, much what know? I'm going to wait for, and I think eventually people are going to just start waiting for the Complete Edition of a game to come out, and then we'll stop with the DLC trend. That no, that's that's right. That's what I do. Shadow of Mordor, the game of the year edition just came out, the so game I'm going to pick that up as soon as I can. Yeah, my I've, God. I've heard great things. You know, if you want I've a dark Zelda game, game and you're and you're waiting here. for another Twilight Princess, just play Shadow of Mordor because that is that is a good dark Zelda. That game. is a, as Zelda as Zelda will that's, ever get. It's not as Zelda. It's it's not the same puzzles. It's strategy, kind of. It, it's oh, it's definitely. I think of it as a dark Zelda game. Definitely, it's um, gonna be good. I I got the Le- Skyrim Legendary right. Edition. All DLC was there. Yeah. So wait, but that's we, also a game we, worth buying each of the DLC. So game. let me ask you guys: um, any 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 more thoughts on Amiibo and Zelda U? Like uh, we're talking uh, a lot. Don't I feel don't, like. don't, uh, don't think have so? them. Just let's just not put <laughs> my them. thoughts on on Zelda and Amiibos. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just no, please, thanks. just keep them separate. No, thank you, sir. It's, it, it it already has. I mean, I know they're gonna involve it somehow. But oh, they're gonna. I know, know but are. I would just prefer not. I mean, there's already enough games that involve amiibos. I I feel like it would be crowbarred in, but whatever. Yeah, it's overkill at this point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's all this. So, yeah. The, all the time we have for today, we went a little bit over the usual, a little bit extra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I want to thank you guys for joining me. This was a fun episode. It's episode forty. Yeah, definitely. No, it was. Um, it was honky dory. Thank you so much to Jake and Chris for coming as always. Uh, more so Jake than Chris, obviously, because. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. God dang it! You're, you're, I, <laughs> we should just have a three-way OTP, and then Chris cries in the corner. Oh, yeah, nah. pretty much. <laughs> no, nah, Chris, you're, you're, I love you, man. I'm glad you're here. I get to I ask when my turn is. Uh, yeah, Alex, so much, thank guys. you so much for being our special guest this week. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, just to Alex, brief rundown, I'll put the links in the the link down below. But where can people find you if they want to see more of your beautiful face and your wonderful voice? Uh, you can go to youtube.com forward slash the real octopimp. Uh, not the fake yeah, one. Not, not the fake one. That's my account. Uh, and yeah, or uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, the real Octopimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find all my stuff from there. So like, if you go to my channel, you can find my Twitch stream, which is Twitch.tv/octopimp. Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, etc., etc., etc. So yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and yes, uh, thank you for I, having me. I had a good time. Before we close, I actually have a personal request to our to our lovely audience. Oh. Uh, this isn't something we typically have ever done here, uh, and it kind of hit me that Adam, Chris, Caleb, and I have never really done this, but if you like the show, please tell your friends. We, we do, occasionally, we never... but we don't really say that much. Uh, yeah. No, no, yeah, but um, if, you, if like, you really like us... Like, favorite, yeah, subscribe, please, comment. Please, like, give us, give us a share. Uh, I don't know. know. We don't really... Feedback in the comments. Yeah, also feedback and the survey. Oh, if that's Adam, and, are we still doing the survey? Uh, not really. It's kind of done, but I mean, if you, if you want to, I'll put it up for another week. Just for this, uh, right before E3. I'm definitely going to get E3 week. Uh, but yeah, if you want to help contribute to our survey, tell us know who you want on the show. The reason we had Octopimp on the show is because you guys asked for it. Um, wow, cool. Not because, you know, we oh, wanted no, to we, talk we to did. him. Oh, no, we did. I don't even like, know who he is. You had to suffer through talking to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> how do you... So who are you? What are you two? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Octo, whatever. <laughs> um, But yeah, let us know who you want on the show. Let us know who you want us to be talking to. Game Grumps is not going to happen, people. I understand. Stop recommending them. 
I mean, we we oh we've, we we've love tried, that, but it's not happening. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you again. Uh, Yell at them to yeah, join our show. Yeah, this outro theme every, is brought to you. Everyone tweet at Eagle Raptor. <laughs> this this outro like theme it. is once again brought to you by Mastroid. If you have any of your own topics, theme song submissions, uh, fan art, anything like that, please send that to us at Zeld Informer Podcast. Chris Love Letters. If you have your fan fiction please. for me to read on the show, and by fan fiction, Chris. I mean my me and Caleb right. fan fiction, I will gladly Please send that it. to us at Zeld Informer Podcast at gmail.com. That is Zelda Informer Podcast at gmail.com. It is written down below. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, Go to ZeldaInformer.com to see the full article readout and all the lovely little goodies that we have there. Also, participate in our comment topic of the week. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be this week yet. I haven't figured it out. I might not even be doing the article write-up because I'll be busy. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go yeah. play some Civ with Chris and probably get crushed by Monty. I'm going to go urinate <laughs> and work on Japanese homework. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Right. I'm going to go to sleep. Aw. Sleepy time. I'm just kidding. Rate us on know. iTunes. All right, guys. Do that. Later. So Bye. This is a joke. Please don't take that seriously.
You know, what's actually interesting is that the, the, the live treehouse events are actually some of my least favorite, like, Dude, they suck. They do. <laughs> you can just say, I mean, they, oh, they, I think they they're suck. fun. I mean, well, they're fun no, if you're there. They're just sitting there and they're playing. It's just like... Alex, for someone like you, they're fun if you're there. But like, oh. I, if if you're not and you're just at home and you're watching, like that's not fun. You want the, however the Nintendo directs are fun for everybody because everyone's in the same mm-hmm. position. No yeah, one's there. Yeah. No that's one's the there sitting in front of Reggie Fizume, like looking at him as he's telling that. Like, mm-hmm. did I ever tell you guys what my basement in Animal Crossing was? What what was it, Jake? <laughs> I love that I have it like permanently set so when people street pass me, they find it. Uh, my basement in Animal Crossing is literally just the uh, the default like wallpaper and floors, so it just looks really ratchet. Mm-hmm. And all I have in there is a chair, uh, a t- a tiny little table, a box of tissues, and a portrait of Reggie's face. Ah, uh, oh my god, <laughs> that's that's so great. <laughs> that's all I have in my basement. The light's not even on in there. <laughs> Dude, I'd love to street pass you anytime. <laughs> This yeah. sounds, this sounds I, I'd like to think that I, I found like that there were children who who have seen my basement. Well, wow, that was the weirdest sentence to ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that's saying something. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, man. <laughs> you don't need yeah. depth when you're cracking jokes at each other, man. You just you just need to <laughs> welcome to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no depth, just welcome bad jokes. Welcome to the meme informer meme cast where we meme. We don't Fe- featuring the meme lord meme, himself. Meme, meme, meme. The meme lord himself to Octa meme. What's up, well, meme? That's me. Our our that's memes have nothing to do with shark. So it's you not mean really you mean that's meme. meme? That's not me. It's meme. That, that's meme 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 meme. There's a show called Meme Meme. I uh, think it's parody meme. Wait, oh. it's an anime. I think. Oh, wait, meme meme. Yeah, that's a music video. You know, oh, 20, it's a music video. 2011 Jake was so. I think I've like, seen that. So cringily into <sighs> memes, unironically. I think I first found out about memes in 2011 or 2010. Yeah, 2011, 2012, I was very much a meme guy. Uh, my, one of my favorite websites was uh, Know Your Meme and Meme Base. Dude, and I'm meme not kidding, by the best. way. Meme Base is actually kind of funny. Like, cause they'll, they'll just post funny stuff. Like, not necessarily just, like, stupid memes, but just... I don't know. <laughs> not, not just, like, you know, the context, the content of the website, but, you know, the other stuff. Um... But, like, I think the first meme I ever saw was, like, the Forever Alone. It was, like, honey, I'm Yeah, home. that was really funny. Honey, and then it was a honey jar, and he was happy, and he was crying. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's Paulson oh. showed it to me. <laughs> it's it was so sad. It was really funny. Memes. All right. Um, memes. <laughs> All the small things. Adam hates me. Something I know. The thunderstorm has killed my bandwidth. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn the lights on. Oh, yay. Carry me home. Something, something, something. I'm not, re- I'm still recording. Um, hey, Adam. You know how we're really good friends and all that? I want you to remember that while you're editing this audio. (laughs)